So let me tell y'all how ill of a rapper. Why am I speaking to the mic when I'm talking to the thing? Let me tell y'all how ill of a rapper I am. I start spitting and guess who walked in? I, I'm not playing his records. Hey, <laughs> who walked in? Who walked in? LA's very own. One of the kings of LA hip hop. Vouch me. Tell everybody. West Coast. I hey, Van is the coldest nigga on the mic that never uh, could get bars. <laughs> Yo, the coldest nigga ever to never have bars. Never have bars. Let's Who's go. the hardest rapper ever that did never say nothing? I got because I already know I got into it with somebody over this. The hardest rapper ever that never really said nothing. Can we record right now? No, nah, don't record this. Yeah, no, nah, we record. Oh, what shit? Uh, I ain't look, like he just asked me a question, and now that the cameras is on, the, the mic is on, he don't want to really get into it. Hell no. But I'm gonna I'm I'm answer the question though. The hardest rapper ever that never said nothing. That never said nothing. When you said never say nothing, you mean nothing. who didn't have no no real lyrical, no content, no yeah. no meat, no nutrition in it. Yeah. The hardest rapper ever that never said nothing. Luda. That's a good point. So, but listen, though, that's not a diss. That's a good point. That's, I never thought about Luda. Now that, that, that's not a... Mine, mine was some West Coast niggas, like, which is that, crazy. That's not a diss. That's yeah. not a diss. When I say that, I don't mean to say that Luda wasn't, wasn't, wasn't ill. Luda, one of the best rappers, like just bar for bar, Luda, one of the best rappers, but the raps didn't really have any social or like... No impact. No, it, but that wasn't what he does. Not, and by the way, yeah. I think we got to get away from the thing that everybody's got to do that. I, mean, I agree. That's a way to have for your music to have like for, to, to spend time and yeah. stuff like that to make important music. But nobody in this world that listens to hip hop is gonna say that Ludacris bar for bar is not just one of the best rappers you've ever heard. But if you're looking for that one Ludaverse that changed your life, it's probably not there. But that's not what that's not what he did, and that's cool too. Touche. That's cool too. Who who you was gonna say? Um, you can't say him, bro. Boy, political head, bro. It's not being political. Political head. No, and first I, of all, we're no, a podcast. Everybody clap right now in the room for DJ Head. <laughs> DJ Head is my homeboy. It's my man. Question, do you think Eminem is one of those guys? No. Eminem has things that talk about his I feel like life Eminem had a lot of depth. And Eminem, you got to also think about generation, too. Like, Eminem, for me, that was my wave. Like, right. the Marshall Mathers LP was something that... I'm going to say it changed my life, but it it was an integral part of my life, for right. sure. No, for sure. It was Eminem, uh, Marshall Mathers LP, it was Dre, 2001. Mm -hmm. That was my era. But right. then you also had the other side, which was Nelly. Right. You Nelly. know what I'm saying? Nelly made great music. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, those were the, that's the, that was the... That was the duality of it. Like, right. it was just, it, I had both waves. Tell people who you are that might not know on this podcast. My name is Van Lathan. I'm up. from goddamn Louisiana. Nah, dog. You know I mean? <laughs> this dude here's so West Coast, man. Tell, yeah. tell, tell them who you are and what you what it is and why you're so important to West Coast music right now. Ooh, I don't, okay. My name is DJ Head. Um, I, I didn't get that name from being perverted. I was made fun of. Um, you do got big ass head. Though. Well, it wasn't necessarily that it's big. It's just odd shaped. It like is, look, look it, at the, look, weird, look at it sideways. Well, it, it does. You know, you know who you <laughs> got. You know who you got a head like. You know who? Charles S. Dutton. Everybody said that. Rock. Everybody used to call me Rock. You. <laughs> they used to do the whole shit. Whoa, 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 the, whoa, whoa, Joey. <laughs> yeah, they used to do that shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Basically, what it is is I'm I'm a radio personality. I'm a DJ. I think um, what's interesting is I just had an epiphany recently in the last two years that I'm a content creator, but it wasn't a thing when I first started doing radio. Word. So radio was my the medium that I chose to deliver my content. Mm. So I'm gonna do one thing with you right now that I'll do with everybody on this guest or on this podcast moving forward. No matter where these podcasts are, like I said, we don't know how many more red pills we're gonna do, but 
no matter where this podcast is, I'm going to give you an opportunity. What you just did was talked about yourself in a very measured, appropriate way. Mm-hmm. For 30 seconds, everybody that sits down in this chair has some type of uh, uh, significance to me. For 30 seconds, I want you to talk your fucking shit. If you weren't in the room and somebody was talking about how DJ Head was impactful, what would you want them to say? For 30 seconds, talk your shit right now. Don't worry about the way you're going to come off. Don't worry (laughs) about who's going to hear this. Don't worry about where it's going to go. You know how you feel about yourself, and I know you because I talk to you. Yeah. So for 30 seconds right now, even 10 seconds, even 15 seconds, okay. don't do what you just said. Talk your shit. My name is DJ Head. I'm from the east side of Los Angeles. Um, I'm, I'm from where there's no opportunity. I feel like I have traversed many obstacles in this business. I feel like I have done many things that I go uncredited for. I feel like that I have helped a lot of people. I think that some of those people have, you know, returned the favor or quote unquote gave me my credit. But I also think that there's a lot more work to be done. I think that I am intricate, uh, intricate part to the spoke of the wheel that is the West Coast because I feel like a lot of stuff that I bring has been missing for the last 10 years what or is so. That? Authenticity. Mm-hmm. Uh I feel like authenticity is that's that's what I state my flag in. That's what I'm known for. People understand that about me. I think um a lot of shit is bubblegum, it's watered down, is whatever, whatever, whatever title you want to place on it. And I think that for the most part, what I'm doing has never been done, in my opinion. And what is that you're doing? Is you, and for people that know, you have a show with Bootleg Kev. Yeah, right now. Real 92.3, Monday through Friday, Bootleg Kev, um, 7 p.m. So, Saturday, I got Homegrown Radio with Chuck Dizzle, and that we started that in his bedroom. Like, we started going doing radio in his room, t- like, and that's what we built. That's how I built my brand in L.A. But what I do want people to know is that what I'm bringing to the game, quote-unquote, it's cliche to say, mm-hmm. but what I'm bringing to it is a level of authenticity that I feel like we've been missing out here because I had to explain to people like everything, you're not going to like everything and everybody's not your friend and that's okay. It's okay to not to be, it's okay to not be on the same page as somebody else. Right. And I think that a lot of times, especially in radio, we get, you know, you got hype beast and shit like that. Not to mention big boy has been the only black man on the radio for forever. As long as I can remember, as far as being the staple, you know, the only black man, you're saying that the rest of the radio stations here are who's on the radio then? I don't know. What I'm saying is... You don't know. Obviously, you know. No, no, no. What I'm saying is... What I'm saying... I know who's on the radio. What I'm saying is I don't... I can't name other black people that are on the radio. Obviously, there's... um, They just got Nick, but... Before that, Big Boy was the only black man on the radio. In Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. Right. Doing hip hop. Right. Which is crazy. And other people were Latino or white. Yeah. Okay. And then when you break that down, of course the demographics have something to do with it, but it's still I feel cultural culturally it's missing. And one main thing I do want to shout out to Dev, Debbie, Debbie Brown, um, our friend. She, amazing woman. Amazing. Let's and, say something about Debbie Brown right now. I never can maintain my my uh approval rating with Debbie. Really? It's up. And then it's down. Uh, Debbie. She'll let you know. She will let you know. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys something right now. I'm going to have Debbie Brown in this seat pretty soon. If you take one thing away from this podcast, take away the fact that Debbie Brown is an amazing person who has an immense amount of insight 
and soul-gathering speech for the world. Correct. Everyone that knows Debbie would say the same thing. So somewhere, shout out to Debbie Brown. Um, Shout out to her. She's one of the main reasons why I'm even doing this See? is because she told me, like, listen, like, this is bigger than you. You don't understand what's going on. This is bigger than you. There's mm-hmm. you're you're now the representation for us in this city, and you have to maintain a level of integrity. You have to do this. Mm-hmm. And this coming from somebody who used to sneak me into her radio station ten years ago when I wanted to do radio. Right. So I had to take that in and just okay absorb it. So now I channel that through my purpose and what I'm here to deliver and stuff like that. And I think that to be honest with you, I feel like what we've been lacking is people putting other people on. In L.A. In L.A. Not artists, not producers, not playing niggas records. I'm talking about there's like different radio people who have been in radio for so long. Like Big Boy. I can name five people that Big Boy's put on. Mm-hmm. Meaning we know who they are because of Big Boy. Right. I, I Easy. Liz Hernandez. Fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like right. I, I can name them. Um, even uh, Jay Cruz. I can name people that he's put on. Right. Going back, um, Julio G. I can name people that he's put on. Right. Other people, I don't know who they've put on. Right. Because there aren't really any people. I have discussions with people. I'm like, yo, who does so-and-so put on? They were like, honestly, I don't know. I can't. So let's talk about the concept of putting somebody on. Correct. Talking to a homeboy of mine recently, and he told me that uh, he's to the point in his career to where he thinks, number one, it's good for his brand and it's good for his overall uh, mental health in the business to make sure that other people are getting the opportunities that they deserve. Correct. That he's not hoarding everything. Correct. That's hard for some people, though. I agree with you. And and honestly... And Why you, is it so hard in, in our culture sometimes to put somebody else on? Because it's ego. It's ego, but it's also... Uh, you're coming from a place of lack. A lot of times it's ego. Most of the time it's ego. Some of the time it's people coming from a place of lack in which we don't have anything. Mm. That's where I come from, except I channel it a different way. I come from a place where there was no opportunity. A lot of people come from out, they're not from out here. So a lot of people I work with in the entertainment industry, they're not from LA. So they're like, you in LA, you from here, you should, they automatically think that door is open. It's actually the invert of that. It's very more, it's more difficult Mm -hmm. because there is an influx of people coming in from out of town who are probably more experienced, who have more better resources. Like for instance, if Van does radio in Louisiana, he has more of an opportunity to get a radio job in LA because he has experience. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to DJ Head, who from the East side have no radio experience but then how do you leave the number two market to go to market 18 right so it's just like it's this weird like nuance of trying to battle that so the the reason why how do you leave your home to go work somewhere just so you can come back home exactly that's what usually happens but what i do what when people um talk about like putting other people on i'm not saying that you have to make somebody a millionaire or you have to give somebody a career i'm saying put somebody in a position to win that's what Multiple people did for me. Debbie, Charlemagne. Charlemagne vouched for me to my program director. Yeah. He didn't have to do that. Right. He had no no stake in me whatsoever. But he was like, yo, you should fuck with this person. He kind of like popping in the streets. Like everybody fuck with him. Yeah. He really from LA. Like, you know, that type of shit. It could be just something as simple as that. I'm okay with that. Right. But I feel like a lot of times people hoard opportunities either coming from a place of lack or ego. Like they don't want to see somebody else outshine. When you say coming from a place of lack, what you're saying is, they don't know if they're putting on their competition. Correct. And so they feel like any opportunity they give to someone else is an opportunity that they're losing. Correct. And that's my that's my biggest problem with people in and around this business because I always related. Everything was crazy. Everything I relate, I relate it to a relationship with women. So okay, here, here comes some 
problematic shit you about to say. So this what I so I was telling a woman. Guarantee you. I was telling the, I was telling this girl I was dating. I was like, listen, I said, cause she had a problem like that too. Like, well, what about this girl and this girl? I'm like, bro, you don't never have to worry about that. Because I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do if I'm gonna do it. Or I'm not. That's not for you to worry about. So if I'm gonna put you in a position to if I'm gonna put you in a position to win. <laughs> this poor girl. That's the truth. That's the problem. This Nobody's telling like, like, like this. This poor girl. So basically, this girl was like, "Well, what about this other girl?" I seen, and you said, "Listen, don't worry about it. If I want to fuck her, I'm a fucker, and there's really nothing you can do about that's it." That's the truth. So go eat some cereal. That's, that's the, basically like that's basically what. She, the, but that's the truth. What about taking the time to maybe reassure her that you're not going to do that? I'm I'm with you, and that's okay. But I'm also <laughs> I'm not the reassurance guy either. I'm not, not. The, I'm not, I'm not, that's not my love language. My love language is quality time because I have so little, little of it to give. Right. Everything at words of affirmation, I don't do none of that. Gifts, my, listen, my mother pushed me from her loins. Mm-hmm. Womb. Her loins. Is it loins? Or it, I, I don't know if her, women have loins. Her undercarriage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know, you're so fucked up right now. Yeah. Like, my mom pushed me out of her body. Okay. Okay. When I go buy her Christmas gift mm-hmm. and I get it, like the salesperson gives it to me in a bag. Mm-hmm. The salesperson gives it to me in the bag in the same bag I give it to my mother in. So you don't have, you don't take the time to wrap it. I'm not wrapping. Mom. I don't, that's not me. So I don't gift wrap my delivery either. Okay. You feel me? Yes. So with that being said, going back to what I was saying, I, f- I relate the two, they correlate because if I'm not going to gift wrap my delivery in this way, I'm definitely not going to do it professionally. Right. For these rappers. For, for whoever. Whatever yeah, it may be. My mama like shit. Of course I'll treat no, you. No, I love my mother. <laughs> I love my mother. There's a person I love more than my mother. Right. So, but let me ask you this. So that's interesting because there are a couple of artists. So a, a lot of you guys right now, you, you're seeing DJ Head, uh, you're listening to DJ Head, and you've already seen his face because some of the freestyles that have been on your and Blue Leg <laughs> oh Kev show have gone viral. <laughs> I didn't even know who Blueface was. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know who Blueface was until B Dot. Uh, <laughs> took the freestyle of Blueface's freestyle and, and B-Dot's only response to it is, man, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then, and, and, then, and that, that was before I had heard Tatiana or yeah. any of it. Shout out to Blueface and shout out to White. But like, that was before I had heard any of it. And I was like the same thing. I'm like, yo, this is fucking terrible. But that's before I knew what his style was, right? Yeah. And so then, you know, I do the same thing. I put that on Twitter and people go, yo, man, actually, like, a lot of people are fucking with Blueface. Yeah. So then I go and dive into the music and some of the music I like. I'm not a huge Blueface fan. Right. But the reality is when he gets one right, he, get he gets one right. Yeah. And so, it, it, and the music got a vibe and he's a nice enough guy and seemed like he got good energy, so I want him to win. Yeah. No reason to hate on the young brother. But then there have been other freestyles, <laughs> like that one guy. Who is that guy? Haiti Baby. Haiti baby, shout out to the little homie Haiti baby. He he, what's interesting about that is most, you guys have to look that up. The Haiti Haiti, Haiti baby, Haiti this? baby. Okay, um, what's interesting about Haiti baby is we had no idea. Like most people think all oh, this shit is staged. This this shit just be real. Whatever you see is whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So like I don't doctor videos. We don't like that's not what I do. Right. So Haiti baby came in and, and he. Came in on some like, yeah, I'm finna kill this shit. Watch. I'm like, okay, little homie. Dude, you finna, we finna go in here, you do your shit. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, I'm finna. I'm like, all right, bet. So we reel it up. He starts rapping. And then you see the video. Like, I'm literally sitting. I, that's real reactions. I'm sitting there like, 
what in the fuck is going on? And as he's rapping, and then he just going, he's like, I'm finna do my ad libs. And he just starts going in. And then, I really thought he was fucking. I thought he was going off some shit like Molly bro, out, bro. Like I didn't know nothing was going on. Trip this. As soon as he finishes, he's like, "Yeah, that's my shit right there." Like, yeah, like he just, like he just sh- shut it down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, like he just sold out the the, the the stable center, and he's like, dropped the mic. Yeah, that was it right there. Right. And it wasn't until like two days later after it came out, after we did it, where I gotta play some of this for the people. Go his ahead, team, his team was like. Yeah, you know he did that intentionally because he knew that it would do it would do some you know make some noise or whatnot, and you know that's he kind of trolled y'all. So he wasn't being serious. No. So do you feel like after that that you, do you feel like a little played? Hold on for a second because here it is right here. I gotta play some of this for the people. Make, make sure we getting fuck this ad Squarespace. Squarespace shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna give him a free one, but that wouldn't be a bad idea. Hold on. See, that's actually not that bad. Hold on. Oh my God, bro. <laughs> so you're telling me, bro. right? So, so you're sitting there and they pay it to your face. It's crazy. How do you? Because how do you? Because you gotta keep it real with this guy, right? Because after that, I'm not gonna lie. What you said, I didn't feel like it was all the way 100. You go. That's one of the most different freestyles. Unique, ever. unique yes. freestyles. Yes, it was. Did you feel like it was whack? Yes. So no, honestly, I'm t- I'm gonna keep it all the way a buck okay. with you. I was completely confused. Was <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, no bullshit. I was in there. Like, I was literally befuddled. Right. I was there was like me, and then there's beyond me. I was beyond myself. Like and I it, had no idea what happened. I thought he. I didn't know if he was like fucking with us. Like right. And then when he was like, yeah, you know, that was my shit. Like and he, that was it. Like let's go take some pictures. Right. Who have you told that's come on there that. Who have you out and out told that that was whack? Has there been anybody? Um, In the room? Not, I don't remember telling anybody it was whack. So either. let me ask you a question. Do you think that's important? Yes. Because we talk about Charlamagne. I tell people they shit's whack all the time. I've told all of the homies that I didn't like some of their shit. Roddy Rich, I told him his shit was weak. I told Kid Inks I, that his shit was whack. I've told YG that his shit was whack. Mm. And, you know, like not, like, not like on some disrespectful shit, but... Another thing that I had to learn too. This is what I also had to learn, and this is also because I watch, I watch, you know, 
starring Buck Wild. I watch Charlemagne. I watch Wendy. I He'll wa- tell you your shit's whack right there to your face. I will too. But what I do now is I provide solicited opinions. Okay, like what? So what if you mean? ask me a question, I give you an answer. Ah. If you don't ask me, I assume you don't want to know. Mm. Do you think because people people tend to ask me for ask me questions to validate whatever they're doing or to validate what, or because they know I'm going to actually give them that real authentic opinion. So when that when that when that being said, because these people know that about me, mm-hmm. I figure they don't want to know if they don't ask me. Well, do you think rappers are too sensitive? This rappers are too sensitive. Yeah, it seems like you can't have an objective opinion on somebody's. Everybody wants to listen. Everybody want every rapper in the world wants you to listen to their shit. Yeah. For me, when I was doing my other job, doing this, whatever, everybody wants you to listen to this shit, but nobody wants to know what you really fucking think about it. Yeah. Like, how do you, as a DJ, cut through that? Because you got to have relationships well, in order to, to advance your career, I would imagine. Well, um, what I do now is I don't worry about, I don't, I mean, I, I think about the relationship, but I worry about being authentic more. Okay. Because that, to me, is worth more to me. Right. I'd rather be authentically, you know, without relationships than fake friends with everybody. Word up. So that's just me personally. I don't know how everybody else feel about that. That's, I can only speak for myself. Um, I know that I don't worry about that simply because like one thing, like for instance, Nipsey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, before like, like this is like two, two summers ago, I'm right. in the studio. He's, he's bunkered down. Nobody was really around Mike and keys, Mars and like 1500 and them was around, but he was kind of like by himself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we were in the studio and I, you know, him and J rock had me pull up like, yo, play you some, some shit. They play me some of the albums from victory lap and a couple other things that he was working on. And it kind of got uncomfortable in the conversation because Nip was like, he was like, you know, playing me shit. I said, listen, bro. And I had to just pull him aside. I'm like, look, bro, you my nigga, bro. I'm going to keep it real with you. Like, your brand is bigger than all your records. When you said be, it got uncomfortable, it, it, because how of this did conver- it get uncomfortable? Because of this conversation I'm having right now. Because you were telling him that you didn't like specific things that he was putting out. I didn't like how he was moving. What do you mean? I didn't like that all he was doing. Because Nipsey, I feel like Nip, Dave East, um, a couple of other people like in that lane make what I call boutique rap. It's not necessarily for mass consumption. And I was trying to get him to understand that you can transcend and go to the next level if you just give somebody a mass consumable. Give me a single. Give me a record that we everybody can champion and play at the same time where we can act where everybody can appreciate how great you are. So you were trying to tell him to make a radio record. Not to make a radio record, but make a mass consumption. I don't give a fuck if it was a theme record, theme song for the Lakers, I, whatever. Make a song that everybody can rally behind, not just your core fan base. Because you got to figure, like, I don't necessarily think that he didn't expand his fan base, but I felt like Nip was consistent in giving you what Nip gave you. Right. He never ventured outside of his comfort zone, in my opinion. He may have in his eye, but in my eye, he was he was he was capable of way more greater. Well, he was Nip was growing at his own pace. And to be honest with you. Victory Lap sounded a lot different than some of the stuff that he had put out before. But it was still, it was still, uh, it was still. He curated what I call an ambiance, a vibe. Yeah. It was, it was more of a, it's a sound. It's mm-hmm. like a mood or a soundtrack to whatever, whatever. However, he's living his life. Mm-hmm. He's saying some real shit. Right. But it's still a vibe. It's not mass consumable. Right. Ashley, who's twenty one in Orange County, probably is not listening to rap niggas. Yeah, or, but fuck her though. Exactly. And that's how, and that, <laughs> I don't give a fuck no, about her. Yeah. I agree with you. But what I was trying to get him to understand in this uncomfortable conversation yeah. was that I feel like once you do that, everybody will come in and you and they'll appreciate what you do do. 
Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't say make a radio so record. What, so what you're saying is use that, because Eminem used to do that. Correct. Eminem used to put out... Plies. Uh, uh, like, right. Eminem used to put out like the real Slim Shady or Without Me or... Mm -hmm. uh, and then that would be the only record like that. Exactly. That would be on the whole album. The rest of the album, he's cutting his head off. Or sometimes he don't even make the album. Right. Like like Plies would do that. He have the shorty record with T Pain, mm -hmm. and then the rest of his shit is gooned out. Yeah, they killing niggas, robbing niggas. Right, you know what I'm saying? So I was just trying to explain the nuance to him. I was like, you can do both. You don't have to sacrifice integrity or the integrity of your music or what you do to go to the, to transcend. Is a so, part of you like not to cut you off, but is a part of you respectful of a guy who every time they sit down to make art wants to make authentic art and yes. doesn't want to do anything to shoehorn somebody else into their fan base? Yes. I'm respectful of that. But what I like, the only person I ever had a conversation with, you probably don't know who he is. His name is Stevie Crooks. He's from the IE as a rapper. He's literally the only rapper who's ever told me, I don't care if I ever make money doing music. I just love doing music. At that point, I had to respect whatever he was doing. Mm -hmm. He was like, I don't ever care if I get successful, make money. I don't want to make a dollar off my music as long as I can do what I want to do. In this conversation with Nip, when you say this started to get uncomfortable, like take us through that. Don't without giving specifics. I know yeah, it is, yeah. But to, without giving, to take us. What do you mean? Like it's hard to get uncomfortable. When and how? This is an important lesson for people to learn. Because a listen. Because of what I was saying to him, he could like I was I wasn't yelling at him, but I was very aggressive in the way I was explaining it because I was like I'm so passionate because you my homie and I want to see you win. Mm -hmm. I told him straight. I'll tell you a little bit. I told him straight. Up, I said, look, bro, your brand is bigger than all your music. Everyone knows Nipsey Hussle, the name, mm -hmm. but. The same amount of people, if you poll them and tell them to name records, they probably could not. Right. Because you're branding, you've done a phenomenal job at branding yourself. Right. right? Also, Nipsey Hussle is one of the top five to ten best rap names of all time. Facts. It, it, that's Facts. Just no <laughs> so, I was like, let's give the people, let's give the world something where we can do that. And so, the, con the conversation got uncomfortable because he's like, I'm doing me, head. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I said, yes. But at the same time, I said you were alienating DJs. It's a conversation I was. I, I, refer, I referenced the conversation I was having with Dom Kennedy one time, where Dom told me straight up, like I'm waiting. Most of these conversations don't be in on on camera. Most of these conversations yeah. be in a studio like this, sure. and it be just us the homies. Because I'm not. I'm not into putting our business out unless you want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I was telling him like he was. Dom was like, I'm waiting on everybody to come to me. And I'm like, bro, you're gonna be waiting for a long time yeah. because a lot of times it takes people time to catch up. Luckily. TDE is a good example of the world catching up to what they was doing. I wasn't always a TDE fan. I used to hate Absol's music. And Absol's my nigga from my neighborhood. We came up together. And I used to hate have to play because I'm a DJ and he never gave me records that I could play. Right. It was always some introspective shit with some strings, no drums. Like, you, it was just... Right, but you, so, it's a time and place to play Absol's music. I agree with you, but yeah. I wanted to I wanted to support him in the way that I could using my platforms. Well, nigga, just play this shit then. I could not. <laughs> All I was doing at that time was hood functions and shit like that. Right. So long story short, what I'm explaining to Nip was these these scenarios. And I'm like, bro, you can make records mm -hmm. that have vibe, have tempo to them and still say what you want to say. Right. And he was like, all right, head. After the you know, after a long conversation, he's like, all right. So he walked out of the room, he walks out of the room and he goes and he hits a blunt by the stairs and he's just I'm about to leave because it was just Y'all were at fifteen hundred or nothing? No, we were at his studio. Oh, okay. And so, um, Shout out to all the fifteen hundred guys, by the way. He was he was smoking his blunt, and I was about to leave. I was like, "Yo, I'm about to get out of here, bro." He was like, "Hey," then he pulled me aside before I left, and he was like, "Look," he was like, "Listen, head, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Like, you be saying some wild shit to niggas." <laughs> he was like, "You be saying some crazy shit to niggas, but 
He was like, you know why niggas fuck with you? And I was like, I mean, nah, why? He's like, because your, your intention is pure. He's like, and that's why I fuck with you, because your intention is pure. Mm. And I was like, that was dope. That was a dope moment to me. It showed me not on, on two things. It showed me on a, on an emotional level how he can compartmentalize. Also, a real man was talking to you, not a boy that was emotionally yeah. uninvolved. That's gonna take what you were, where you were, take it to heart and feel like he had to reach inside himself with some aggression and nothing like that. Yeah, if he knows you're not trying to disrespect him, why would he act disrespected? Exactly. And so that's what he was saying. He was telling me about my intent. And then the other thing I took away was like. Damn, I kind of low key just laid into this man, and he showed me appreciation for that. And it was it that that was one of the things was like, okay, I'm going to continue doing this right. because this this needs to happen. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you may not like what I have to say, you may not fuck with me, you may even want to do something to me, but you're going to respect the fact that I yes, this is what I said, I'm owning what I said, and this is why I meant, why I said what I said. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those that was a very teachable moment for me. Not even in my career, but as like you said, as a man, mm-hmm. to just say what it is, especially if you're being asked your opinion. Right. Let's get into some of these mid rolls here to play some bills really quickly. Here's a dose of truth. Most insurance companies don't want to pay you after a car crash or other injury. That is just a fact. Thankfully, there's Morgan & Morgan, the personal injury firm that fights for the people not the powerful. Morgan & Morgan will take on the insurance companies so you can focus on putting your life back together. On average, people who hire an attorney after a crash recover three times more than those who don't. So when you're talking to somebody and they say, don't involve the lawyers in this, don't listen to them. With 500 attorneys in Florida, New York, and across America, Morgan & Morgan will fight to get you the compensation you deserve. If you've been injured in a car crash, slip and fall, or on the job, they may be able to help you. Morgan & Morgan has helped thousands of people recover billions of dollars. Morgan & Morgan has helped thousands of people recover billions of dollars. Best of all, hiring them is 100% free unless you win. For a free case review, visit forthepeople.com forward slash pill or dial pound law on your cell phone. Pound 529. That's forthepeople.com forward slash pill for a free, no obligation consultation. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. You have a lot of opinions on the ladies. Oh, shit. My personal life is in shambles, by the way. Why is your personal life in shambles? Because I really don't, I don't have a lot of uh, emotional, um, in, I have emotional intelligence, but I don't like it. If that makes sense. Let me explain. Unpack that shit. <laughs> Let's unpack it. You know what I'm saying? All right. So first we got to talk about how I grew up. Mm-hmm. I grew up, my mom, single mom, everybody has the same story. Welfare, broke, couch hopping, the whole shit, right? Right. My mom was never the hug me, all oh, baby type person. My mom was always a fixer. And that's who I am at heart. I'm a fixer. You tell me, hey, Van, Van, call me. I got a flat tire. Or I'm sending AAA or I'm doing it. I don't know how to coddle you through this process, though. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. So with women. That's so, a man thing. That's a man thing. Though. OK, that's a man thing. So what happens is that in addition to the fact that I'm an alpha male, in addition to the fact my mom will come home, literally. Anybody who says the term. I've been diagnosed. I'm an alpha male. I've been diagnosed. I'm probably not an alpha male. I've been diagnosed. I have an influx of testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a, so you've been diagnosed. Wait a minute. A nurse Stop. practitioner diagnosed me. Uh, so some woman told you, wait, you're 
I love how full of shit you niggas are. Cause that, I, I, I swear to God, because that's some shit that you say to a girl at the function. By the way, baby, just to let you know, I've been diagnosed 100% certified alpha male. It's on record. Like, but, so I'm we, saying that to say the stereotypical, the stereotype on alpha men is we don't have emotional awareness in that way. Okay. That's the stereotype. I was just making a joke about it, but it's in all seriousness. But... My mom would literally come home, mm-hmm. hand me a bag of candles and, and batteries and, and, and a flashlight and like, yo, to, you know, go in there and take all the food out of the refrigerator, put it in the freezer. The power going to be off until I get paid next week. Okay. That was it. It was like no like, oh, baby, this. It was no coddling. It was like, and that was the case through my entire childhood. Yeah. Hey, go pack your room or we moving. Oh, my parents used to, I remember when the Renaissance guy came to the crib the one day. damn, that's, oh, I remember yeah, that the shit. The Renaissance guy came to the crib one day. My dad was like, if y'all want to keep this TV, cut the light out and get under the bed because they coming to get it. But we ain't home. Kind of that we hiding. Yeah. We hiding from the renaissance yep. guy. He's going to take the TV back and stuff like that. We moving around. It's like, yeah, you coming up, you coming up hard. We used to hide her car too from the, from the repo man. From the repo Shout man. Shout out to my homeboy, Bryant Clark. I'm saying your name, <laughs> who was parking his car in my shit. I did not know why, but he was hiding it from the repo. Shout Sometimes out. You got to do what you got to do. Brian Clark. Brian Clark, shout out to you. But anyway, so yeah. So but I'm you, just saying that to say. Now now th- that makes you be an asshole to women. It doesn't make me be an asshole. It just makes me, I don't I don't care about the minutia of life, to be honest with you. I don't care about Valentine's Day. I don't want to celebrate. I don't celebrate my birthday. I'll be right. at the radio station for my birthday. Sure. So I don't want to go to, I don't want to go hang out with all your friends for dinner for your birthday. Right. I don't feel like there's that's something I have should have to do. Have you ever met anyone that you care about more than you care about yourself? Yes. Okay. So how do you show somebody that you care about them more than you care about? I you? tell her. Okay. That's not that's not good enough. One day, do you have any kids? No. Okay. So one day you're gonna have a little kid, right? Mm-hmm. And if you tell your kid that you love them every single day, yeah. But then you don't come to their basketball games, they're going to think that you do not love them. Okay. My mother told me the most important thing that, that anyone's ever told anybody. So my, so my mom comes home and my room isn't clean, right? And, uh, and she asked me, she says, yo, do you love me? And I'm like, yeah. And she was like, okay, if you loved me, you'd clean your room up. Mm. And I'm like, why? She goes, okay, because I've been at work all day. I'm tired. One of the things that I enjoy is coming home to a clean and orderly home. It wouldn't take you but 15 or 20 minutes to pick up your room, but it would make so much difference to me. And she said one thing that changed my mind and my outlook about everything. She's like, love is work. Love is work. So if you love me, work to show me. So if you have somebody that you love more than you love yourself, doing a little work to show them how much you care is a part of the fucking prescription, dog. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I also agree, like, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. 100% agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that the the, the thing that could be, it could be said in the same way in the in the, in the reverse. Okay. And the way you show love is, is different than the way I show love. That's true, too. So if I show love through either letting you know verbally or I do things, don't get me wrong, like I do shit. Yeah. What I'm saying is I don't, for instance, let me give you a perfect example. You said you wouldn't go to her birthday party. I, don't, I know, I said I don't want to. But I'm going to go under protest. I'm just going to let you know. Nigga, don't protest. No, I'm just... Uh, go to the party, have a couple <laughs> drinks, call me, say, you know what? So, like, and it's always ways to do this. 
instead of going to the party and, and pouting the whole time and fighting with your girl on her special day, tell your girl well, next time or whoever this is, go, yo, yo, can Van come to the party? And be like, yeah. And then like, okay, when you go into the birthday party, call me. I'll meet you at the birthday party. And then we can kick back, have drinks, and laugh at her and her friends when they fucking singing along in the Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, I That's a fun fucking thing. And now nobody loses. You're there for all the pictures. She sees all everybody else. Now everybody's fucking happy. What's the big deal? I agree I with you. I feel like brothers sometimes get in their own way with shit like this. What's so wrong with being a good partner? I, I don't think there's nothing wrong with being a good partner. What I think is, you know what it is? I'm going to keep it real with you. The way my brain works, it doesn't process emotion. The way my brain, it doesn't. <laughs> this nigga is so full. I love, I, we should have had on the podcast months ago. What are you talking about? Listen, my brain doesn't process emotion. It doesn't. Not in the way that everybody else does. And, okay. And when I try to explain this shit, nobody believes me until, they, until they've been around me every day for oh, like no, a year. No, nah, we were around you in Anguilla. And a lot of the shit you were saying, it was like, head. I'm like, head, bro. It's, it's a, the truth. It's a bunch of ladies here. Stop and Okay, but listen, though. No, but, but at least I'm honest. Everybody else going to lie and tell niggas to tell, feel like, I'm, at least I'm me 100%. I don't give a fuck who in the room. I talk, the way I'm talking to you right now is the same way I talk with my mother, same way I talk to my grandparents, same way I talk to a woman I love. It's right. the same. The same way I talk to my program director, same way I talk to him. Mm -hmm. It's the same shit. And that is the problem. But I'm like, you're right. The human experience is treating this person with preferential treatment because you love them. The other person, the other part, the other part about it is making sacrifices for people that you care about. I'm with all of that. What I'm saying is I can do it. Just don't expect me to give a fuck while I'm doing it. Right. Well, listen. Okay. So, so you're saying, okay, let's, let's say you got a little son. <laughs> you got a son or a daughter. DJ smaller head. I'm going to explain to him. Hey, look, nah, you know, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you're you, trash. I'm going to give you, but you can Jesus be better, Christ. but you can be better. You're trash. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you the truth. This is the truth. This is a conversation nobody want to have. This is what I, this, this is what I, I tell you. This is what I would tell my <laughs> hypothetical kids. What, what I would tell this is this is this is how you build. Not people who go write books about you when they get fucking sixteen or eighteen or nineteen. This is how you build to me winners. You tell. You, you deal with the reality of a situation. The reality of a situation is this, and this is something my dad told me. My dad. I'm in the um. And I didn't, I never understood shit that my dad would say uh, until I got a lot older. I was about 17, I'm riding in the car with my dad. And my dad goes, <clears throat> do you know how big your dick is? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> that sounds like, like some me shit. Like, like he goes, my, my, dad, my dad looks at me, he goes, do you know how big your dick is? <laughs> and I'm like, what? He goes, I'm asking you a question. Do you know how big your dick is? And I'm like, nah, not really. He goes, first of all, that's a lie. You know, he goes first of all you know exactly how big your dick is you didn't take in a ruler and you didn't put a ruler up to your dick and you've measured your dick okay I'm asking you this question now because you're at a point in your life where your dick's not gonna get any bigger whoa okay so so, so what, he what he told me he was reality like, check he was like wherever you are right now that's your dick and you're gonna have to use that dick for the rest of your life, make your peace with it. If it's too big, be a little bit more gentle. If it's too small, figure it out. But don't let your dick make the rest of the world miserable. To me, that is a microcosm of life, mm -hmm. right? I like Mic that. The, the microcosm of life in that situation is 
even when you're talking to somebody that you love, you're trying to bring something to them, right? You have a kid, the kid's not performing in basketball or whatever. The only thing you can tell the kid to do is work as hard as they can. And like my dad used to be like, Van, you working on your feet? I had a little, my feet were a little clumsy. Van, you working on your feet? You only going to be as good as your feet take you. Not your trash, okay? You're only going to be as good as your feet take you. So you saying present them with reality. The reality is that part of your game, you got to work harder on. Mm-hmm. You're only going to be good, not your whack, because you don't know if whack is fluid, right? Yeah. You're only going to be as good as your feet are going to allow you to be. Perfect. So work on your feet. You might not need to work on your hands. I have fantastic hands, right, in all sports, but your feet are off. You're working on your feet. You're working on your feet. You're working on your feet. If you messed up, you, you stumble, you're not working on your feet. Work on your feet. Work on your feet. Drill. Drill. I was doing the little things. I was jumping rope. I was doing all of that. So what I'm saying is there's constructive ways to be hard on somebody. He never coddled me, but he told me he, he told me to make peace with my dick and work on my feet. And that's what I've been doing. Hey, that's a bar. <laughs> make peace with it. Make, bro. You're not going to have no more action other than what you have. Let me tell you something. <laughs> One thing to be being a secure man, anybody can hear this. If you want to be a secure man, make peace with your dick. Oh, I'm 100% comfortable with my shit, but. You, you, it, it don't, I know how you say them <laughs> nigga shit. I'm slanging these. No, up. that's I not, get what, it. That's not but, what I'm saying. But, but I'm saying is a lot of guys, when we have these conversations, a lot of this stuff is based upon not being confident and not, not being confident in who you are. Everyone, everyone wants to have confidence in who they think they're going to become. Mm-hmm. Very few people, I know I'm going to be this. I know I'm going to be that. What are you now? I agree with you. What are you now? And right now, you know what you are, head? You're an asshole. How am I an asshole? <laughs> How am I an, okay, explain to me why I'm an asshole. You're an asshole because, and we all, everybody loves head. When I say head is an asshole, this is me talking to my guy. The reason why you're an asshole is because, first of all, I have to address something that I told him wasn't addressed. The name of the podcast last week was crazy. I was It was a joke with one of my friends. <laughs> it was a joke with one of my friends. We changed the name. Okay? We changed the name. It was a joke with one of my friends. Nothing happened to anybody. If you saw the, the title of the podcast last week, my bad. This nigga was so pissed off at me, man. Shout out to my man. I'm not going to mention his name. But we had a conversation, went back and forth, whatever. But the reason why... I'm saying that is because I'm going to say, I think I should name this podcast DJ Head is an Asshole. Oh, my God. Because you don't, because you're well-meaning. You care about people. And I care about people. a lot of people. But sometimes you got to, that little feeling that you feel, we've all done this as men. That little feeling that you feel when you don't want to go to the party, or you don't want to do this, or you don't want to do that. The more you do it, the less you'll have that feeling. I'm okay with going to the party. It don't seem like you I, are. okay. You know what it is. I'm gonna like. I just want people to own their bullshit. That's all. What's the bullshit that you want people to own? Okay, for instance, that she wants to be with you on her birthday. Yes. Jesus. Just tell me that. I just want. Okay, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Oh hold on. God. Hold on. Hold on. Let me unpack this. Because okay, that's unpack. you got it. You got the floor. I didn't talk too much. It's your podcast. Go ahead. Okay, let me unpack this. Yeah. For instance. When women like the last like one of the conversations I had with a friend of mine or with with a friend of mine, it was it was based around this this process. I just want you to be honest about things. Not necessarily. I don't expect you to be as honest as I'm going to be. But God damn it. Give me something. So the last situation ship I had with a woman. Mm-hmm. 
she would, you know how women would kick up some dust just because she wants your attention? Sure. So what I would tell her to do, I say, hey, instead of you doing being a brat or, well, why haven't I heard from you today? Or where have you, like, why didn't, why didn't you call me yesterday? Or what, any of that woman shit, mm-hmm. I said, just text me and say, I want your attention. Because I'm going to respect that. That's some gangster shit. So she would just start texting me. I want your attention. I would just drop what I'm doing and call her. Because why? Because she owned the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want people to do. Right. So that that, that exclude that's including men, women, old people, whoever. I want you to just own your shit. Whatever it may be. Be comfortable with the size of your dick is what I want the world to do. But okay, I get it. That's a good thing. That's that's that that's perfect. Okay. So next next example, real quick. Go for it, bro. I'm not okay, go for it. Next example. I ask women this all the time. All the time I ask women this just to see how because a lot of women are self-absorbed in this way, right? When it comes to dealing with men. Generalization, but go ahead. It is a gross generalization. <laughs> okay. It's a gross, in my life experience, uh-huh. the majority of women have been self-absorbed. Fair yes. statement. Okay. The engineer is agreeing with Bro, you. this is a, th- homie I don't is know a- what, that's what I'm saying, bro. Nobody, everybody <laughs> be scared to tell the truth because they, men, listen, women be scared to tell the truth because they don't want to be perceived by a certain way via public, in my opinion. These are all my opinions. Don't don't have nothing to do with Van Lathan or iHeart. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Women don't okay. want to present their true self because they're afraid to be judged by other human beings. I don't I give a fuck that, about... I think, I think that is something that isn't just... Uh, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm no, saying, I'm not saying that it's wrong. That's I'm, the fear, I'm, though. I'm saying that that's not exclusive to women. Anytime a guy... I'm speaking you, from my a, POV. If he, if he has 100 chains on his neck, you think he wants you to know the real him? I'm not, I don't know. What I'm saying is, if a dude has a hundred gold chains on his neck, not just one that looks great, if he has a hundred gold chains on his neck, he's presenting to you how rich he is before he even meets you. So that's not a thing that's that's exclusive to women. As a matter of fact, to me, I think it's worse than men right now. That's a fair point. I'm speaking from my life experience. <laughs> okay, finish, my bad. For instance, okay. my ex-girlfriend, we met, the second time I've ever seen her in person, we had sex. Mm-hmm. I thought we had an amazing relationship, but but the most the, I'm grown. I don't got time to be playing that ninety day rules and all this kind of weird shit. Like mm-hmm. like the Steve Harvey book. Okay. Uh, I, his point was you're supposed to be on probation. You don't supposed to get none of the benefits. Blah, blah, blah. That's no. That's some nineteen, however old, whatever. I, dis- I disagree with that too. But it, that's up to a woman. I mean, that's and up, how how they want to get out. But what I'm saying is, there are plenty of women who don't care about that. I don't care about public stigmatisms in that way. The other part about it, on the flip, it. Okay. On, on the flip side to the man, I asked this question. I asked um, my homegirl. I was like, "Yo, so your boyfriend's uh, birthday is coming up. You know he loves the Laker game. He loves the Lakers, right? He loves the Lakers. What do you do for his birthday? What do you think she said? I don't know. She said, "I'm gonna take him to the Laker game." Okay. I said, "Exactly. That's how self-absorbed you are." She was like, "What do you mean?" I said, "Why not give him two tickets to go to the Laker game with who he wants to go to the Laker game with? Might be Van. Might be Head." She was like, I never thought about it like that. I know you haven't because you're including yourself in the celebration. <laughs> it's the truth. Oh, my God. Why do you assume that I want to spend my birthday with you? Oh, shit. Look. I'm just asking a question. Okay. Uh, Why do you assume that I want to spend my birthday with you? Okay. That's, an, that's a gross assumption on your behalf. Yes, I love you. Yes, I like spending time with you. Do I want to spend my birthday with you? That's up for discussion. Right. It's my birthday. Right. I get to do what the fuck I want to do for my birthday. I get one day a year that's right. about me. Okay. So here's the deal. This is what I would say. Number one, the birthday is 24 hours. 
So you don't have to spend the entire birthday with any one person. Facts. It would be, if she goes, I think there's a way to do that and not come off like a fucking comic supervillain like you're coming off right now. There's a way to say, hey, maybe get him tickets. <laughs> comic Like Maybe you get him some tickets to the Laker game or whatever. Uh, then you go out to dinner later on that night. It's a, also, men and women are socialized in different ways. And I think that whereas we want women, we want to meet women where they are and we want to have open and honest conversations with them, I think it would be stupid to like, uh, I think it would be stupid to to um, look over that. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that they are, we are socialized. Differently. Differently, right? Yes, yeah. And so sometimes the differences that we have, you have to respect those. You have to respect that your girl or even in even in different relationships you have to respect that she might look at things a little bit differently and by the way this varies from woman to woman there are women that you would be able to tell um uh yo i would rather go to on my birthday go to the game with one of my homies salute to those women salute to them right and they might be okay cool Bet. I don't really want to go to the Laker game. You don't want to anyway. go any. I love wrestling. Right. You don't want to go to WWE, right? So, but but there are other let women, me go. There, but there are other women. <laughs> that, but there are other women, other people, who want to share what you love with you. Why? Because they want to be included in your life. But why? Because they want to be a part of the things that you love. Like that's the thing that a lot. It takes a lot of guys a long time to 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 realize is that. You know, we as men, like I used to have this thing. This, we go back and forth where I would be like, "Yo, I've, I felt like women need more hobbies, right?" Because I have all of 100%. these things that I, that I have all. <laughs> I have all of these things that I do, and these things take me away from relationships. My relationship, they take me away from all of these things, right? All of these things that I can that I can go do. Well, I came to realize that that's kind of a self centered way of looking at things, and the reason being is because. If you care about somebody, you should care enough to share little parts of yourself with them. And they should care enough to know when you need some time to yourself. Do you share your food? No. It's me either. That's out. Like, I'll buy you your own. I'll buy you whatever you want. Don't eat my shit. That's how I'm listening. We about to have, we about to have, now see, you just turned the conversation. Now we about to spend 15 minutes agreeing. (laughs) <laughs> because 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 here's the deal. Yo, here's the deal. Stay out. I don't want to see a fork here's on deal, my plate. Here's the deal. We in a drive-through. We at a restaurant. What do you want? What do you want? Do you want two meals? Do you want three? You want five desserts? Whatever you want. Whatever you, can have you want. I'm letting you know at the beginning. <laughs> I'm eating all of this. <laughs> and if you don't finish yours, I'm gonna eat that too. West but Coast. I'm, but I'm gonna wait till you're done. If you say that you're not hungry, the contract is signed. West Coast. That's that. <laughs> if you say that I don't want anything, okay, that doesn't mean I don't want anything. I'm just going to pick off yours. That means you're not hungry. All of this food is mine. West Coast. Okay? That's the only thing I say. But really, but that's me being generous, though. If you can I'll order you fucking 15 Chick-fil-A nuggets, you can pick on two and then not be hungry for the rest of them. I'll eat the rest of them. Don't worry about it. They're not going to go to waste. But what I'm saying is, these 12 that I got, I need them all, baby. Bro, listen. I need half 24. I had to tell this I need a half a Kobe. 
I, I need to, all of those nuggets. You feel what I'm saying? I had to tell this woman. I said, listen, bro. That's for anybody. I, That's for the homies, too. <laughs> Can I get a fry? No! <laughs> you can't get nothing. Nothing. If I ask you if you want something, you asked out. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to ride that out. Mm-hmm. But I had to have this uncomfortable conversation with this woman. I'm like, look, bro. If I order a large fry, it's because I want a large fry. Not to, for you to eat my shit down to a medium. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, gonna, I'm, not about to act like, I'm not about to act like I don't agree with that. Okay. So that's how I feel in totality. Oh, Jesus. You feel like the women that you're with eat you down to a medium. Facts. <laughs> no. What I, no, mm-hmm. no. So what I'm saying is I don't want to. If you agree to something, then that's, that's the agreement moving forward. Until further notice. So if I, this is a conversation I just had to have too this year. If I, if I say I, I like you or I love you, I love you until further notice. Mm-hmm. I'm transparent enough to let you know the day that I stop fucking with you because I've done that multiple times. Mm-hmm. I'll let you, I will literally, I told a girl same day when she, when she did some shit, she fucked up. I felt like she fucked up. She watched me clean up and just how I was raised. I ain't, I ain't like that. You know what I'm saying? Which means she watched you clean up. In my apartment, like I was cleaning up. Nigga, that's your fucking apartment. Hold on, hold wait, on. Wait, wait, wait. Oh no, hold no, on. Let no. me, let me. Let she should have watched you. It's your. Let me ask you a question. Would I didn't expect her to clean up. Would you have cleaned up her apartment? I didn't expect. I when I do, I do man shit at her apartment. Oh, but what I'm saying, what is, I consider man shit. Right, right. That's your apartment. Listen. Clean up your shit. Listen. She would have done it. She would have helped me, but she was upset about some arbitrary shit that have nothing to do with nothing. I just take it as red flags moving forward. And it's not that I expect her to clean my apartment. I expected her to conduct herself normally because she was auditioning for a role. What you mean? She was auditioning for a part in my life and which she no longer was qualified for, in my opinion. And I let her know the same day. Jesus. Just the same goes vice versa. If we ever go to, if, if me and a woman go somewhere to eat and she don't like how I handled the bill situation, I'm going to pay the bill because that's what I was, that's what I was taught to do. Mm-hmm. But if, I know this other girl who went on a date with this dude. And he was like, yeah, so how you want to handle this? That's what he asked her on the date. Yeah, that's not nice. Bro, so she has the option to also opt out of this situation shit. Right. What I'm I'm saying is. I guess what I'm saying is. I didn't like how she handled the situation. And she said. What did she do? She sat there in spite of. Like, she was basically sitting in the way. So if I'm vacuuming, she's sitting in the middle of the floor type shit. Why is she doing that? Because she's mad. That I didn't like. I think she was mad that I didn't hold her. Some shit like that. It was some arbitrary shit. Some shit having nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> and so what I do is this: is the way my brain works. To give you mm-hmm. context. My brain equates to I look at. I don't look at the big problems. Mm-hmm. Like oh, she's she's morbidly obese. I don't look at that type of shit. I look at the. <laughs> I, <laughs> what the what? <laughs> that's a big problem. That's life threatening problem. What? I'm saying. So, no, no. Listen. I don't look at the big problems like oh, <laughs> she's morbidly obese. Because that's a big problem. She, you know, that's bad. She can. That's a health risk. That's a real problem. All right. Was I'm, this girl morbidly obese? No. Okay. I'm saying I look so at what did you? Why did you? That was a bad. This is an example. <laughs> you getting lost in the minutia. Listen. The red flag I look for is the small shit okay. because that translates to character flaws, in my opinion. It's spending habits. Oh, you chose to go to Vegas and you know you you barely got enough to cover your rent. Those are the minor things that I look at because those indicate real character flaws that are, need correction. So you parent the women that you date. I, I don't parent them, but it's I definitely... parenting. That's not parenting. It, 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 to a degree, is okay, let me ask you a question. Does she come ask you for the rent? If she don't ask you for the rent, don't worry about who paying her rent. 
Oh no no in this particular case yeah I have okay now here's the deal that's I have different. I have help her with that's her. different if you know that your rent's due and then you go to Vegas and you come and you ask me for the rent that's just not for women though that's for anybody if you if you go, if you ask that, that's one thing but the other thing is if you don't make your rent and you go to Vegas and I'm that's cool that's on you I mean I nobody wants to be with somebody who's irresponsible but what I'm saying is just make sure that you're not looking down your nose at some of these ladies and acting like that your shit is... No, that, I'm that not. some sort of uh, authority over them in any way. That's something I that don't. your parents would say. I don't, mm-hmm. but I have helped this person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. yo, so, you, so you feel like you were donating to somebody who was putting that good Irresponsible. Time yeah. So anyway, long story short, I had to let her know, like, as of today, you're no longer in the running for this position. I let her know, same day. What do you mean? You didn't say it like that, did you? Yes, I did. Nigga... <laughs> what? <laughs> you as, as as you're no longer in the running for this position. The position you're auditioning for, you're no longer in the running for. I I told her that. That's what you said. That's what I said. What did she say? She said why, and I said because I don't like how you handle the situation. If you want to be with me like long term, I look at the small things. You not want like it's like and this this is. I, I'm very extreme when it comes to my examples. So what I explained to her, I was like, listen, it doesn't matter how, if, if me and you end up getting married, we're together, right? Say I was dating her two years. We get married. It doesn't matter how mad I get at you. I still am going to pay the rent or the mortgage. Mm-hmm. I was trying to explain to her the nuance in why I look at the little shit. You know what I'm saying? If I was, so she got mad. If she was spiteful, that means you, what you going to stop being a mom to our daughter? Like I'm looking at shit oh like that. God. So let me ask you this. Do you think that you're looking for somebody? Okay. I'll ask you this. Are you a finished product? No. You're still growing? Yeah. So why are you demanding a finished product? I'm not demanding a finished product. I'm demanding somebody to meet me where I feel like I'm at. Okay. So you're saying, right? I don't make, I don't make emotional decisions uh, to, to dictate. It don't matter how mad I'm. My ex, it don't matter how mad isn't I was. It, isn't it possible? I would still show up for her. Isn't it possible, though, that you could explain to, to, the, to that lady um, your worldview on that? She does. She knew already. But, but you talking about somebody I knew for two years. Oh, so she already knew. And she, they the know. It, it's not like I. So it's not like it's not like she was just sitting on the floor and you was like you out. You don't no. get the position. Van, you have letters that you give to the women. Like you I come as is, as advertised on the box. Yeah. Everybody knows what you get. Right. You read the box. They everyone knows. Right. So it's not like, and that's another problem I got. These men out here sending their representatives in to date these women. That I got a real problem with that. What's the, what you mean by this? Doing all kind of shit like perpetrating, like taking girls to fancy restaurants. Doing um opening their door, their car door. You know you're not gonna continue to do this shit. So stop fronting. My big homies always told me how you start is how you finish. And you have to continuously court your woman for the rest of your life. They want to be dated their whole life. Okay, fine. But what I'm saying is these men who be out here perpetrating and sending a representative in to talking to the woman for hours on end. If you know you're not finna keep doing that, don't don't start doing that. So what I do is I come in hot. Immediately, I let you know our first sit down conversation. Actually, that's actually good, bro. I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm just being honest, and I don't like that. I can't. I don't like that I'm ostracized or called an asshole because I'm being honest with people. That shit sounds crazy to me. I feel like if more people was honest, we'd have less mistakes, less confusion, less misunderstanding. Because a woman would tell you straight up, "I'm not feeling you right now. I'm about to go." I would respect that more than you wasting three, four more uh, nights out on the town. And you already knew what it was in the first place. Hmm. Support for today's show comes from Bevel. 
You know Bevel is the first and only end-to-end shaving system designed for a consistently smooth, irritation-free shave. The Bevel Trimmer is a GQ Award winner used by the best barbers in the game. Now, to get to know Bevel Skin, a dermatologist-tested solution that helps cleanse and hydrate the skin while evening out skin tone. Designed specifically to work for our skin, for black women and black men. Our. Bevel Skin is everything you need and nothing you don't, made with only the best ingredients. Glycolic acid, shea butter, witch hazel extract, and more. It's a good look. So level up your skincare routine with Bevel Skin. I just used Bevel Skin a little while ago. I used to get this other stuff. I'm not going to say where I got it. It's expensive. Um, and it worked pretty good. When I used the Bevel Skin uh, face wash, I noticed that it wasn't as brittle and drying out on my skin. It was smoother. It soaked in better. I'm not sure if it just married the melanin or whatever happened. Um, but my skin automatically had a glow to it. Very, very clean and exfoliated a little bit too. It was really, really amazing. I'm actually using these products. I'm telling you guys, they're great. For a limited time, take 15% off your next shipment with Bevel. Head to getbevel.com backslash red pill. The promo will be automatically applied at checkout. This offer does exclude the bevel trimmer. Gotta pay for that. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L-L dot com slash red pill. Getbevel.com slash red pill. Let's continue talking to this wild ass dude, DJ Head. All right. I mean, listen, <laughs> Head, I want the best for you. And <clears throat> I think that sometimes. What we, what we have to do, we have to recognize that there's situations with people that we want to love or we want to be in love that you don't want to be a sculptor. You don't want to carve out a stone. Mm -hmm. You want to be a masseuse. Okay? If when you carve something out of stone, you hit it hard and you break things and all of that stuff like that, right? But a masseuse massages stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes their pain... Sometimes there's pain, sometimes there's whatever, but the hands touch. You got to be a little softer sometimes. You want to, if you, if you go around the, in your life trying to sculpt everybody out of stone into this thing that you feel like is going to last forever, you are going to break a lot of people. That's all I'm saying. That's I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I know. I'm not mad at that perspective. Right. I've gotten a lot better. I used to be really bad. Do you oh, think? I've heard. Yeah. Everybody like, yeah. <laughs> I bet you have. And by the way, I've I've heard. I know. But, but look, I want to ask you about something else real quick, because because I I want I want to fuck your dating up life up in LA. Um, <laughs> and I just don't have one. Two things that are going on right now that I've been arguing about for three days. First of all, I gotta talk to you about Cap, man. Man, I gotta talk to you about Cap. This <sighs> what we 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 you know as we sit here in in Tuesday uh, on Tuesday we're recording this. Uh, just to get everybody up to speed, the NFL um, arranged for Colin Kaepernick to have a workout uh, this past Saturday. The workout did not happen mm -hmm. um, at the Atlanta Falcons facility. Cap moved the workout down to Riverdale. Um, the reason as to why the workout didn't happen in the way that the NFL uh, wanted it to happen is up for some debate. Some are saying, uh, Cap's people are saying, we should say, that the standard waiver that's used to secure an NFL workout uh, wasn't given to him and that the waiver that was given to him had some language in it that could uh, a sort of 
protect the league against any future litigation that Kaepernick could take to uh, take for them to uh, on them um, regarding collusion. Other people are saying the, the waivers are not that different. Uh, I happen to know. I've read two waivers. There's different language in the waivers. I think anyone reading can see that the waivers are not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> Caps lawyers seem to believe that signing that waiver would have protected the NFL. And there are a lot of other things that are going on. There were negotiations about Cap being able to bring his own media team in and cover it and have access to the tapes. There was uh, arguments about or disagreements about the personnel that was going to be there. Uh, what it seems like to me is that the NFL put Colin Kaepernick in a situation where they said, this is what you have to do. This is what you must sign. This is the way it's got to go. Anything else you want, it's not going to happen. Cap pulled out of it Saturday morning. Then he had uh, a situation, a workout that took place with receivers that he knew at a high school later on that day. Now, Stephen A. Smith has been under a lot of uh, 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 sort of criticism and pressure by people. Because he seems to be on the side of the NFL. What he basically said was, in his view, um, all the hubbub about this means that Colin Kaepernick actually doesn't want to play in the NFL. He wants something else. Uh, Watching this whole thing shake out, what do you think? Well, one, I think that obviously everybody got on board with the cap movement initially because it's like, Oh, they're they're doing an injustice to a man of color because he stood up for other people of color. Sure. So that's where initially where I was. And then the more things started to happen, it's not that I'm against cap, but I also understand nuance. And I understand that, for instance, I had an iHeart contract mm-hmm. when I signed up to iHeart. It's some shit in the contract I didn't like. Yeah, You can't, either you want in or you don't. Okay. So I'm not saying that cap needs to get down or lay down. I'm just saying that Either you want this or you don't want this. You can't control every narrative of how it goes. I'm not well versed in both and what the what the the waivers and the contracts like had to actually say. I didn't read them, mm-hmm. but I do think that he has a point and they have a point. He his point. I I, I low key feel their point because they're like, if you want in, this is what you got to do. Period. Mm-hmm. At least that's that. There's no blackball. Uh-huh. You're not being blackballed. They offer you a position, regardless of what the what the conditions are. They don't offer a position. They offer a workout. Workout. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Workout in front of these teams. We're gonna tape it. We want it closed. Right. He wants it open to the public. I respect that too, because that way no one controls the narrative. It's just public. Uh-huh. That's what I, I'm. I'm. I'm with fighting for that too. So I feel like he's fighting for one thing. They're fighting for something else. If he wants in the NFL, you want in there. Uh-huh. So, I mean, at this point, I don't feel like. I feel like they should just go their separate ways. Look, because I don't like the fact that I don't like the narrative mm-hmm. that hmm, I don't feel like he's the victim in this point. And at this point, I don't feel like he's being victimized in a way that not him, not he himself, but mm-hmm. people that I've talked to about it feel like he's being victimized because it's like, we offer you a workout. Yeah. It's whatever. A workout could be nothing. It could be everything in front of these teams. We're going to tape it. It's going to be closed. Blah, 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 blah. Right. I don't feel like that's completely being victimized. He moves it last minute to another facility. He wants to be public. He wants this, this, these are his list of demands. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, it's like, okay, well, they had their condition on the table. You chose not to take it. So now you have to own your responsibility. I think he is. I think, so I, I couldn't agree. Listen, I get what you're saying. I think he is. I think a couple of things. Okay. So at the end of the day, let me, let me address at the end of the day, 
everyone in, in, in this world is going to be presented with choices. Mm -hmm. And hopefully the way to make uh, um, an informed choice or the right choice is to take the entirety of what's being presented to you to make a decision on that, right? Yeah. Um, we talked about at length about your situation with ladies, right? And what you what you basically kind of um uh told me um crudely, but what what you basically <laughs> told me was that you look at your dating situation with women uh as a situation where you view someone in their entirety and then you make a decision about something that's best for you. And at the end of the day, you have to live with that decision. Correct. Whether or not. And I'm okay if I, like people, you end up alone. Right. I, that's my, that, that's, your, that's, your, that's my life that's choices. Your okay. So this is my issue. And I have to own that. You have to own that. This is my issue with Stephen A. Smith and with the counter narrative being put, because Stephen A. Smith himself said some things and Marcellus Wiley says these things. Shout out to Marcellus, my man. Uh, Stephen A. I've never met. But the, this, show, the show y'all did was good. Uh, me and Marcellus, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's my guy. We completely disagree on this. And I think that he is, <laughs> He is teetering on being disrespectful <laughs> and not just disrespectful, but being used uh, by corporations to having his voice stripped from him. But that's my man. I know he's a good guy. I just think he's way off on this. Um, so this is my problem with the NFL and uh, and everything that went on. Okay. So number one, if the NFL, the NFL offers Colin Kaepernick a workout out of nowhere, Right? I don't know. And listen, Colin, we want you to get back into the league. Right? The league, it's on the, the, the onus of making this something that works for everyone is on the NFL. Because the reason why I say that is because it would take a moron right now to believe that Colin Kaepernick hasn't been blackballed by the league for the past three years. Colin Kaepernick was a competent quarterback. If you didn't think he was great towards the end, that's fine. The last year he was in the league, I think he had 16 touchdown passes and six interceptions or maybe even four interceptions. Uh, his quarterback rating was fine. The team wasn't winning very much. The 49ers were in shambles. So he's at least one of the best 64 quarterbacks uh, in the <laughs> National Football League. You've heard that narrative before. There have been all kinds of guys that have gotten other work. Colin Kaepernick hasn't gotten that work. That creates a cauldron of distrust, an immense amount of distrust, right? Why would he take the word over people that he knows are telling an intellectual lie to the American public Every single time another quarterback is signed in front of him. Every time another quarterback gets signed in front of Colin Kaepernick, it's an intellectual lie. Mm -hmm. It's them telling the world that that guy is better than Cap is. We know in a lot of these cases, it's not the truth because they're picking these guys off the street. I'm not even going to put other some of these players, mm -hmm. I'm not even going to put them down or even put them in the same sentence with him. So the league has essentially blackballed him and lied on him for the past three years. So but what's the difference, Dr. Cattrall, what's the difference between that and like a label signing somebody who is not as lyrically dope as another artist? Well, the if the label signs somebody who's not as lyrically dope as another artist, the label is at least assuming, in my opinion, that they can make money off this person in some way, right? Either they can put them with somebody yeah. that can get them a hit, maybe the image is big, maybe whatever, right? In this situation, we have a, they're establishing a business relationship. In this situation, what we have is the fracturing of a business relationship based upon a stand that Colin Kaepernick took, okay? Mm -hmm. So being that that's the case, if the NFL comes to the table and they say, all right, we're going to give you a workout. You have two hours to take the workout. This is the deal. The onus to me 
is on them to make it on the up and up. If he says, listen, I want some transparency. I want to make sure these guys who've proven themselves to be not trustworthy, I want to make sure that this process is as pure as it can be. Now, if they present Colin Kaepernick with a take it or leave it situation and he chooses to leave it or chooses to do his own thing, that's Cap's decision that's as a man. That's his decision, yeah. That's his decision as a man. However, for everybody else to be like, yo, you work for somebody, fair or unfair, that's what you got to put up with. The question is, how long do you have to put up with it? The question is, how long is it appropriate to realize that you're going to work for a situation where you could be getting fucked? Because I can guarantee you that that is the way we walk into negotiations all the time. Mm -hmm. That is the way we walk into potential opportunities all the time, knowing that we have to lose something. Yeah. And I can also guarantee you that the other side of people in America walk into situations thinking about what they can gain from it. So if Colin Kaepernick thinks that the NFL could potentially, A, recut this video to make him look bad and to end this situation once and for all, or B, indemnify themselves from a potential lawsuit in the future, yeah. he would be stupid to go along with it. And his legal team would be stupid to go along with it if they thought that any, either of those things were possible. On top of that is, what the fuck is going on <laughs> with everybody else looking for reasons to poke holes in what he says? Has he lied to us? Not have to my been, knowledge. Have we been lied to for anything from Colin Kaepernick? Not has to Ka my knowledge. Right. So why the fuck would he say that he wants to play if he doesn't really want to play? Have Cap and his team handled all of this shit perfectly? Fuck no. I think the Kuta Kinte shirt was a mistake. <laughs> I think maybe the press conference after this was a mistake. But you know what? Yeah. Fuck all that. I don't know what I would do if I was in that same situation. That's so true. my thing is, where does Stephen A. Smith get off and I'm a lot of respect for Stephen A. Smith. But where do you get off calling this black man a liar to vouch for 32 Trump owners, to 32 owners who supported Trump, 31 white guys, and then you got Khan down in, um, in, in Jacksonville. Where do you get off calling a black man that stood up for, stood against police brutality and social inequality? Why would you call him a liar and believe what they're saying. There's something fucked up about the code and that it's off code to me. I don't understand why you would be so gleeful to be like, oh, that nigga, go, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. And now to come to find out, you have both waivers and they are different. So if you have both waivers and they are different and Cap's waivers, um, Cap's team feels like this waiver uh, subjects him, or excuse me, this waiver makes him vulnerable uh, to not being able to have any legal... Um, recourse against the NFL in the future, then why would you want him to sign it? Why would you want him to do something that's counterproductive to his future in order to get back into the league? If he if he's going to get back into the league, I would assume that he wants to do it the right way. If you're black and you're listening to my fucking voice right now, if you're a woman and you're listening to my voice, if you're LGBT and you're listening to my voice, if you're marginalized in any way, don't do the wrong shit. The end. If it's not right for you, wait for a situation that is. I agree. If you have to go into a situation that's not particularly right for you, the first opportunity that you get, make it right for you. 
Don't let these people make you believe that what you have to do is do something against your self-interests in order to get what you need. They don't fucking do that. That's not what they do. They have lawyers and, uh, and, and agents and all types of people that look at shit and they, they, they pare it down, they take it down, and they re-fucking make the shit till it makes sense for them. And when it's time for us to do it, they say, sign it as is or you don't get what you want. So for me, did Colin Kaepernick make the right move as far as getting back into the NFL? I don't know if he did. Mm -hmm. I really don't know. I don't know if that was what he was supposed to do if he wants to get it back in the NFL. But did he do the right thing for him as a man of integrity by not eating shit from these people? You fucking right he did. I, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that only because, and what you just said made, made me think too, because you have to do, like I believe in going where you celebrate it. I don't believe that you should force force your way in anything, in any situation, whether it be an intimate relationship, professional business, whatever. But do you believe in going where your girl is celebrated on her birthday? Yeah. Yeah. She, I told you I'm going to go under yeah. protest. Uh -huh. Yeah. Just finish your shit. So, so like, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not going. But I, like, for instance, there's another radio station that does that does hip hop in, in Los Angeles. Right. Power 105. No, that's in New York. Um, Power 105. What is it? 106. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so, so, so shout out to Nick Cannon. So, um, you think, do you think Nick Cannon's a good radio personality? I think he's a great personality in general. I think he is too. Um, but before that situation, there was no people. There was no black people. You know what I'm saying? And so, I and one time at um, that radio station, you mean? Correct. Mm -hmm. And and one time somebody asked me, "Yo, why you never reply at that station before this other station is here?" I said, "Because I know what it is." Well, Big was on that station for a while. Yes, but before after you got rid of Big, there was no black people. Is what you're saying? Why after you never he left? My bad. Why you Why you never tried to come over here and do this and do and do your shit over here? Because I know what it is. I know already. So I'm not gonna go somewhere and try to force myself into a situation that I already know I'm not welcome. Right. That's what, so in my opinion, I'm not saying Cap is wrong at all. I'm also saying, why you want to fuck, fuck them people? Hmm. Stop, why you want to play for them? Why, after all of this shit, you feel like you've been blackballed, you feel like they've wronged you, you might want, you might want your just do. Mm -hmm. But fuck them. If right. that's what it is. Yeah, I get, I, I get that. I why you want to play for them niggas anyway? I think that's the best point that people make at this point. Why would he want to be in the league? And this is the kind of point, this is what I would say. Number one, um, I've spoken to him about this. And, the reality is that, you know, he's devoted his entire life to football. Play football, and he made it to the highest level of football. Correct. And anybody out there that's a DJ, or that's a rapper, or that's a nuclear physicist, that's an engineer, that's a television personality, that's an actor, that's anything. Imagine making it to the highest level of whatever that you've ever made it to, and then someone just telling you that you can't do it anymore. Well, did he, did he, did he, or did, I don't know the details. Did he or did he not opt out? He opted out, but when he opted out of his contract, he didn't opt out of his contract. He opted out of his contract as a way to, a lot of you guys opt out of contracts every single day. But he didn't opt out of his contract thinking that he would be blackballed. He didn't, like, he opted out of his contract because he thought that based upon the season he had, he could go somewhere and make more money, or maybe he didn't want to play for the 49ers anymore. But, like, the, the, even if the opt out wouldn't have happened, who knows if they would have blackballed him after the Do next you think season. that was a misstep? I mean, it depends. I mean, looking back at it now, if you'd have told him that, and I'm speaking for him, which I shouldn't do, but if you, I, I think that if you'd have told him, uh, yo, 
this is going to cost you your career forever if you opt out or no one's going to be there to resign. You probably wouldn't have done it. But at the same time, I don't know whether or not they would have cut him. I don't know if he would have, if he opted out before he was released. And I don't know if being released, if he wanted to leave there on his terms. What I'm saying about that is this. What I'm saying is the narrative that happens, right, um, in terms of people who've stood up for something. Um, Ali stood up. Uh, Ali stood up for his right to not fight in the Vietnam War, right? And he lost his career for, for a time. Mm-hmm. When Ali lost his career, Ali didn't, like, not try to get back into boxing. Ali didn't go. Ali, who has much more significance to me um, as a social actor and as a voice for the oppressed and, and, and marginalized uh, than he does as a boxer, even though he was a fucking sensational boxer and the greatest heavyweight champion of all time. Um, Ali sued. And Ali went through litigation mm-hmm. to get back his boxing license. Right. He went through, he fought to get back to what he loved because part of what he was doing was as an athlete. And this is something he had done from the Olympics and all all through that, right? The reality is that it's actually up to us to protect Colin Kaepernick from losing his life's work because he stood up for us, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if he does lose it, that's fine. I mean, if he does lose it, then... When I say that's fine, I mean he'll continue to do the work that he's doing and we got to continue to support not just him but one another. If he does lose it, that's what it is. It wouldn't be the biggest tragedy in the world. It would be it would be something that if you ask me would be because of a lack of cultural support. Standing up against police brutality and against the oppression of minorities, it just shouldn't have to cost you your job. I agree with you. It used to, but we shouldn't let that happen now. I agree with you, but I also think that that's a decision that one makes. I get it. Like, it, like... That's a... You know, like, for instance, you might not know it's going to cost you a career, but you know, like, I know it's certain things that I can do or say on the radio that will potentially cost me my career. Right. I go into it knowing that that's the case. Right. What are those things? Saying uh, culturally insensitive things, fucking... Like, offending someone. Offending someone. What's offensive some- about what's offensive about standing standing up against police? I'm not brutality. saying that that specifically. I get it. So, but, but what I'm saying is, it's very important to do this because people do this all the time. That's what we're talking about. What we're talking about is an American asserting their First Amendment privilege, their right. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, their right to stand up against something that we all agree is bad. Correct. That we all agree is bad. That's correct. And sparking a movement. And a corporation ran almost entirely by old white guys saying, all right, nigga, get in your place. Mm -hmm. And even when they come back to him, they still don't want to do it right. I really don't understand what the discussion is about. Like, I know that once Hove got got into this entire thing, that the the situation with the NFL is looked a little bit differently now because he carries so much cultural weight. Yeah. If you changed your mind about the NFL... Because Hove got involved, <laughs> you really need to. Really, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> people, yeah, people are. Like uh, you really need to look into yourself and what it is that you really fucking believe. Like seriously, I'm not even gonna talk about that situation. But what I'm saying right now is, 
everyone is entitled to their own opinion. And I don't think having an opinion makes you a coon or makes you less of a black man. Yeah. I'm not saying that at all. And I would never say that about someone with a voice like Stephen A. Smith or Marcellus or anybody else. It's some coons out there. I don't think that they the coons. I know Marcellus ain't that. But what I'm what I'm what I'm saying is that, and by the way, I don't even believe in publicly using that rhetoric to people. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that gets us anywhere. I'm just wondering why. Why what? Why come out and call Cap a liar? Why oh, publicly. We, yeah, why are we looking for reasons to side with the NFL and not with our brother? Well, I think also he owes no allegiance to Cap. Uh, outside of outside of what? I, I disagree with that. What's his allegiance? Cultural. I have a cultural allegiance to you. But what I'm saying is maybe he doesn't believe that. That's fine. So then at that point, if he doesn't believe that. That's great. Get these get these words. <laughs> so you, you, you off code. I, l- listen, I'm going to be. Because I, I agree with you. I you, agree. You, like, I agree. Don't you. I was always taught we don't talk about family business in front of strangers. However, if I don't believe that you family at that point, that null and void is the contract. I get it. So I he may that. he may feel like that. I'm not necessarily like that. That's how I feel about West Coast music. People are like, oh, you never say anything bad about West Coast music on publicly. I'm like, because I probably had the conversation with him in the studio. Yeah, you just, yeah, you talk, you talk to these guys all the time. Because I know them. Or I get on the phone like, hey, this shit's, dude, take that shit down. Or, you right. know, whatever. So it doesn't ever make it to that point. Right. What I'm saying is with Stephen A, I feel like he's entitled to his opinion just like I'm entitled to mine. He certainly is. And, and, I, and, and, and it, when I say he certainly is entitled to his opinion, that's not me posturing at all. He is certainly entitled to his opinion. I get it. I understand that he's entitled to his opinion. Ben Carson is entitled to his opinion. Candace Owens is entitled to her opinion. Everyone. People don't agree with me all the time. You know what I'm saying? I've recently done shit that got me fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm not saying, listen to Van. What I'm wondering is, like, when, when, when Stephen A posted the video, it was so blustery and so he was dressing Cap down. He doesn't want to play. Blah, 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 What's all that about? Like, why are you getting at him? It's just weird to me. It's like, I don't. It, it's not weird if you take if you take a step back. Like, and you take out, take about, take out how you feel about it and just look at it straight up what it is. Mm-hmm. This man feels no allegiance to this man and he's voicing his opinion. But, but, but I get that. Even if I, even if someone asked me something about perfect situation, I never bring this up. I never bring this up on the podcast. Other people bring it up all the time. When that shit happened between me and Ye, that was me voicing my opinion to Ye. Mm-hmm. Was there a way that I did that? Of course there was. Mm-hmm. There was a way that I did that in order to make him feel not intact, in order to make him, not that I was trying to sun him, not that I in any way was telling him about himself. I was telling him about what he was saying in front of this room that doesn't get where me, him and I come from. And so to me, there's a there's a patience and a trust even that I have then and still do have for Kanye West. And that's the way that we should move. Like it, it and that's a guy who was espousing the Trump thing to me. And what I'm saying is, I agree with you. I don't kind of mean to cut you off, but not everyone knows that or has talked right. that. Well, to me, you're off code when you do that. And and by the way, CMA Smith doesn't owe Colin Kaepernick anything. And it doesn't mean that you're anti-black if you don't like what Cap and them are doing. I agree with you. But then this, this, is, this is a perfect point of what I was making about not everyone is taught these things. When, who's teaching that? Who, who teaches code? What you mean? Who teaches that code? 
Who teaches? Who teaches the, the you and Kanye moment and the Stephen A. Smith thing? Who teaches them code and nuance of who's in this room? The two teachers. Who? The first teacher is your community, right? Mm-hmm. The second teacher is America. And I'll tell you why. So, the first teacher is your community. Your community tells you, when I say your community, your mom, your dad, yeah. the people around you that let you know how you need to move in order to um, get to where you're going to go. My dad was the one that, 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 that told me how to respect people, not just black people, but how to respect people and how to maintain the respect for people that they have for me. I remember just watching my father with a story about my dad. We go and we pour a cement driveway. My dad is a contractor, right? Pour a cement driveway for a guy. We, we, the whole thing gets poured, right? So you pour cement, you set a form, you pour it, whatever the cement's wet. It rains all the time in Louisiana, mm-hmm. okay? If you pour cement and it rains on the cement, it's ruined. Hmm. Okay, like, that's it. Now, you can do things to put stuff on top of it, right? You can put, like, a screen on top of it, or you can wait till it's not going to rain, whatever. But if you rain, if it rains, you can't do it, right? Um, so this guy comes in and uh, he asks us to pour a driveway. We pour a driveway. Nice little job. $1,500, something like that. And the cement's wet and it's about to rain. And that guy comes out and he goes, I'll just let you guys know, it looks like it's about to rain on this. And if it gets ruined, I'm not paying for it. And my dad goes, okay, that's cool. Well, if we pour the driveway and then it gets rained on, you're going to have somebody come in here and break this out, right? And he was like, I'm not having nobody do nothing. He was like, no, 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 no. If we work here and we pour this form, you're going to have somebody come undo the work that we did, aren't you, if you don't pay for it? And he goes, no. My, my dad said, Van, I want you to pay attention to me right now. I'm going to ask this man again if he's trying to fuck over me. I'm going to do it in front of my son. I'm going to make sure that you hear what he's saying to me. And he said it one more time. He goes, if I, if I pour this form, and now people are starting to get around and they're starting to go, wait a minute, Terry. Terry, calm down. He's like, I'm completely calm. I'm making sure that this guy's not trying to steal $1,500 from me. And he looks at me. He says, men like that will steal from you your entire life if you let them. My dad didn't go get a gun and point a gun at anyone. He demanded his respect as a man in front of this man's face, in front of his son and in front of the people that worked for him. What I learned in that moment that I'm never going to be in a place where I don't demand respect from people. And I'm going to give that same respect in return. Mm -hmm. Now, if I don't learn that lesson then and I let that guy fuck over me or if I become that guy as a black man, I'm going to go out into America, right? I'm going to shun black people. I'm going to get with other people and try to make money and do all of that stuff like that. You see, when they discard me, I'm coming right back to my hood. America will show you in the end that you're more of a nigga than you thought you were. I agree. So what you might as well do is build coalitions with the people who understand what you're doing and then let everybody join in. This is not talking about separation of races or anything like that. What I'm talking about, if you're off code, Either your community will put you on code or America will put you on it. And that's the, and when your community does it, they normally do it a little bit better than the people that have been running this country and fucking over black people for the last 400 years. 
So what I'm saying is Stephen A. Smith is a rich man. And he's a rich, he's been a rich man being an, un, a, an uncompromising, unapologetic black man. Mm-hmm. He's wrong here. That's it. All respect and the love, love in the world for Stephen A. Smith. Don't understand what he's doing. In this particular case, Stephen A. Smith is wrong. Love him to death. I love everybody. Let me play devil's advocate. Play it. What if he doesn't understand what he did or is doing? It's up to us to help him. With love. Michael Jack- <laughs> with, love. with love. Michael Jackson. This is it concert. Got the IFB in his ear. IFB is too loud. Michael Jackson saying, yo, just to let y'all know, this is digging into my ear. This shit is loud. With love. With love, I'm telling you. This shit is too loud. L-O-V-E. He spelled it out. And I'm watching that and I'm going, oh shit. Michael didn't turn around and scream on his people. He goes, with love, this is too loud. I'm not trying to sun y'all. That's it. With love. And I don't feel like that's what he did with Colin. I felt like he got on Twitter. He doesn't want to play. This guy's a liar. He's playing you guys. Calling in, calling his, calling Cap's integrity into question. Calling Ness's integrity into question. Calling all of these people's integrity into question. They've done nothing to deserve that. I don't give a fuck who you are, where you are. They haven't done anything to deserve that. So, devil's advocate. Devil. If, let's say... He really feels like that. Okay. In your opinion, he's wrong. In his opinion, he's right. Mm-hmm. What's the correct answer? The correct answer is we talk. That's it. No, th- there is no correct answer. There's no right or wrong. Yeah. I think that he's. I think he's wrong, just like he thinks he's right. The correct answer is we talk. We're not afraid to talk. But my thing is, there's a way that we talk to each other. And by the way, I I reserve this for my culture, but I believe this in totality. There's a way that I've been able to talk to all kinds of people, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, sometimes the shit doesn't go right. right? <laughs> but yeah. sometimes the code don't switch. Right, right. But but to me, <laughs> especially amongst us, because I, I keep telling you guys, man, and when I say the we, the we that I'm talking about is black people, but it's also people that love freedom, justice, and equality. If you are a part of that group, you are a part of the we. Mm-hmm. The we that I'm talking about, people who love freedom, justice, and equality for everyone. I agree with you. That we got to stick together. I agree with that, but I also believe that m- not a, not most of the time, but some of the time, more than often, more often than not, people have their own agendas. That's true, too. People have their own agendas. So maybe it's just, okay, for instance, let's say like 50 Cent, right? 50. 50 Cent. 50. 50 Cent, incredible artist, one of my favorite people to even talk to in general. Every time he had an album, he was going to drop an album or a single, mm-hmm. some beef. Of course. Fuck this person. It was working for him. <laughs> Fuck that person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't be going back to the well, sure. 6 9 Controversy, controversy, controversy. Mm-hmm. How do we know that this is just not Stephen A. Smith garnering ratings for his show? Probably is. I mean, Stephen A. Smith still won. Because he uh, he got everybody talking. I do think that Stephen A. Smith, listen, Stephen A. Smith thinks that what he's doing is, what he said was that he believes that what he's doing is making sure that he keeps young black males or young black people from falling into the pitfalls of going in there and being ultra too demanding or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. or messing up potential opportunities mm-hmm. for themselves. I can appreciate that. I agree I with that. that. I can respect that. At the same time, this particular situation for me is not a good uh, example of that to be made. 
And the reason is, is because we're looking at something that even the white people are saying wasn't right. <laughs> like there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, well, like, your oppressor be like, that's yeah, fucked up. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like the white people are saying it's not right. Like I, there's a, there's a, um, there's an article right now. Uh, it's on, it's on Yahoo Sports, right? And it's written by a gentleman named Charles Robinson. Now, let me look at Charles Robinson. Let me make sure that Charles Robinson is not black. He does not look like he's black to me. Charles Robinson, at Charles Robinson. Charles Robinson says, uh, on Yahoo Sports, it says, there's reason to believe that Colin Kaepernick's workout was a Trojan horse. For you guys that are not familiar with what a Trojan horse is, I'm sure that most of you guys know. Yes. But uh, during the fucking, oh, I think it's the Iliad or the Odyssey, uh, the fucking Greeks used a horse. The Greeks couldn't get into Troy. So they built a big horse and they were presented it as a gift and they all hid inside the horse. They got inside the walls and they killed everybody. Mm -hmm. you know, Hector was already dead and then Paris shot uh, fucking Achilles in his Achilles and this is all great stuff and you should definitely read all, everything. <laughs> I mean, you, it's all fantastic. And that was the Twitter version of uh, I'm just saying. of Troy. You know what I'm saying? You should read that. I'm, I'm saying you should read the that Iliad. That was the Twitter version. You know, 140 characters Actually, I'm not of... I'm sure if that's in the Iliad. But you should read the Iliad and Odyssey. It's not, you, you, you should read all of those things. It's great. It's great stuff. Uh, but anyway, so the Trojan horse means a sneak attack, a surprise attack, a secret attack. You, you guys all know that. My audience is very smart. Um, So he writes this entire thing. Also, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. All of these people, they're looking at this and they're saying that the league was up to something. These are people that are not on any type of code. These are people that are looking at this just up and down from a journalistic perspective. So let me say, let me ask you this then. What are they up to? What's the league up to? Well, the league wants to make sure that they don't get sued again because the Colin Kaepernick situation I agree. is basically dead. So, 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 the, so that's another reason why Max Kellerman said this. It was weird to even give him a workout now when really nobody is talking about this. Really, no one is talking about this. If you're asking me what, what the mistake was, this was an amazing blunder by the NFL because now they look even worse. Nobody, people were watching the games. Every there's, Lamar, there's black quarterbacks all over the games, right? Lamar Jackson is an MVP candidate. All of these people are watching the games. They're, they're loving it's football. Business as usual. Business as usual. I don't under, they, they don't want to, I guess they didn't want to get sued again and have this whole thing become a thing again. So they really tried it. I'm not mad at them trying to cover their ass either. You're not? You like that? I, I think that, no, I'm saying if you, if I'm, because I, what I do is I always play, I always look at it from the other side. I always look at it from, if I'm if I'm somebody trying to get over on somebody, is, I'm, if I'm looking at it from that perspective, I'm like, yo, how do I make sure that I cover myself in these situations? Right. If I'm a corporation, of course I don't want to get fucking sued. Right. Of course this is bad PR. Of course I'm 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 being villainized because this person's a man of color and he's been ostracized yeah. by every team in the NFL, whatever the case may be. Right. Of course. I get it. From their perspective, that's what they do. That's what they've been doing forever. Yeah. That's not new. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You might you're right. It is a blunder by the NFL. It's been problematic. Are you right? It's this all this shit ain't new. So what I'm saying is the only thing that may or may not stand out to me is the code thing with Stephen A and addressing Cap in the way he did. But this is not the first time he's done that. He hasn't. Listen, here's the deal. Everyone He's done this before with I, uh, with somebody else. What I what I want people to do 
<laughs> so it's like it's I'm just, not. What I think what I'm taking away from it. Sorry, nah, is you, that nah, you're right. Yeah, you got I, I'm not surprised by none of this shit. I'm not surprised. By I'm so either. desensitized to all of this shit. Oh, I'm gonna be honest with you. What I really want more than anything is for it to be over. West Coast. Well, like what, <laughs> I, what, I, what I really want more than anything is for it to be over. But Look, what I don't want, even more than that, is for Cap and Nessa to lose. I just think it's important that the culture wins. And to me... It is important. Where, whereas other people might disagree with this point, I think it's a cultural win if Colin Kaepernick runs out on that field again. I think it's, it's a statement that they weren't allowed to take his career, what he loves to do, because he uh, stood up for us. I think it's a statement that we didn't allow that. I think it's a positive. Even if that doesn't happen, Cap is going to go on to do great things for his community and go on to do stuff like that and be a huge voice. I disagree because I feel like if he runs on the field, it's, it would never be 100% conditionally on his terms. Well, it, He's going to have to sacrifice something. Well, here's the deal. Whether that be as him long, not him agreeing not to sue. whether long, that As long as he doesn't sacrifice his respect. Okay, well, that's fair. As long as he doesn't sacrifice his that's respect. That's fair. Because we know, because coming from where we come from, mm -hmm. you are going to give up something. Whether it's time, resources, energy, overtime, salary, benefits, you're going to sacrifice something in order to play ball in, the, in this game. Yeah, I just don't want him to sacrifice everything. That's that fair. So let me ask you this. Um, are you down with the free Rodney Reed movement? I don't know. That's, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I know enough about myself to say when I don't know. And I don't know. Like, for instance, I was talking to like my, home, my big homie, right? Shout out to G Malone. Jesus. If like shout out to G Malone. If you want some unfiltered opinions, bro. Like and this is the thing, I, me and him, we've been together since, since what? 2004, 2005. Right up. So we like, bro. Anyway, long story short. I think that I don't know Rodney Reed. If I knew him as a person, I'd be able to say for sure. Like I know Van Lathan. Mm. I know you know Andrew Schultz. I know these motherfuckers. So if you were to ask me a question based around, do I feel like they need to be locked up? I would tell you, no. I don't know Rodney Reed. I don't know him. I don't know his character. I don't have a personal relationship with him. I don't know him. Mm -hmm. Now, based on the information, anybody who's wrongly or unjustly done any in any way, I feel like deserves justice. That's a fact blanketed across the board. If you've been wrongly convicted or if you are, you can be put to death or whatever the case may be, not just in his situation, anybody's situation, yeah. anybody wrongly convicted of something they did not do needs to find justice. I right. believe they deserve justice. Mm -hmm. Should someone be released? That's a whole nother question because I don't know. I don't know this person. So here's my thing with the free Rodney Reed situation. All right. My thing with the whole situation is this. Hold on, real quick. Before, I mean, before you say that, before you say that, I remember somebody from my homie's hood, my homie's neighborhood, who was who was doing some really bad shit. He was murdering people and all kind of shit, right? right. And he went to jail for it. Mm -hmm. He's he. I think he's currently in jail. Right. No, I don't think you should let that nigga out. Right, because he did the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think. I think his. I think the thing with Rodney Reed is that the particular case that he's um. That he was that he currently is on death row for, uh, his uh, his execution uh, was stayed. Is there's a lot of um, problems with the case, and there's a lot of and there's some new things that have developed in the past, I guess, ten or fifteen years that um, 
might serve to exonerate Rodney Reed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like now we got DNA and all kind of stuff. Right. That- but it's funny that you bring up DNA. Here's the thing. When the Rodney Reed case was first brought to my attention, I researched it, right? I researched the Rodney Reed case. And uh, what I saw from my research was that whereas there is a possibility that Rodney Reed is definitely not guilty uh, of the current charge that he is, um, the current conviction that he is still on death row for. Um, And while there's also a possibility that even if he is guilty of that, that there's technical evidence to get him off of that. Um, Like, for example, there's weird stuff like they, they tested all the DNA, but they never tested the murder weapon. Mm -hmm. The belt that was used to strangle this woman um, was never tested. And they say that the reason why they couldn't test it was because of the way that they handled evidence back in 96 when this happened, that too many people have touched it. If I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna, if, if I'm gonna meet my maker, I want the murder weapon tested for DNA. Hell yeah. Okay. Um. So there's a lot of things like that. The woman's fiance, um, uh, who was initially, I guess, a suspect, but they were looking at him later on, was arrested for the rape and kidnapping. I think it was of a different woman, and he is in jail right now. And while he went to prison, there are some guys that were in there with him that were members of the Aryan Nation that say that he confessed. He confessed to them that he murdered this lady. Nah, so, 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 I don't trust that shit. so, you know, Rodney <laughs> Reed claims that he was in the, that his DNA is all over the woman, but he claims that he was in a consensual sexual relationship with her. Um, and that's why this happened. Here's the thing though. When you look at Rodney Reed's history, he's been implicated in sexual crimes a bunch of times. Which is why I said, I don't know that nigga. Okay. This is my thing. While there is a, I think we have to be careful who we allow to wear the mantle of martyr. Okay. Whereas the Innocence Project and anyone who's working on making sure that we have a transparent system and making sure that the system hasn't wrongly convicted somebody. This goes for Sean King, who's doing a lot of work on Mm -hmm. this. Uh, This goes for, uh, you know, Dr. Phil, who went down there and spoke to Rodney Reed. Everybody else who's working on this, while all of those people are doing the right thing and making sure that this conviction uh, is actually just, what I worry about, what's a little concerning, is that to make it into a gigantic movement and to make it into something that seems like a huge, huge miscarriage of justice, which uh, I guess it could be around someone who seemingly before has been involved in a lot of situations where women were hurt. There's another woman that said that he assaulted her exactly. in the car. Uh, he was on trial for a different situation, um, in, I guess, in Wichita Falls that he was acquitted for. So, you know, that one didn't count. Then there's a situation with a 12-year-old girl when he was a much younger man. Um, there's other things that, that kind of went on. And so I think, and Amanda Seals has very, been very outspoken about this, I think that there are people who feel as in, as if they weren't given the full download or the full mm-hmm. run of information on this before they decided to uh, put their weight and, and their opinion behind it and yeah. advocate on behalf of it. There you go. So I think in that situation, um, I can see why there's some people that feel a little bit uh, slighted by this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a news report um, from a station down there in Texas that went deep into this. I think the news report was pretty one-sided. It was trying to 
uh, made people believe that Rodney um, was guilty of the crime and kind of making people believe that Rodney uh, is a bad guy overall. So I didn't put much stock in that. But I do think it's important when you're putting a case like this out to tell people, listen, this guy has a history of this. He hadn't been convicted of anything. This is what he was convicted of. And we don't think that he did this. That's why we don't think he did it. But what happens is when people dig into these things and they start finding things out and listening to witness testimony, testimony, it fosters distrust in not just this particular case, but in these things overall. Now, not, I'm not saying that that's fair. I'm just saying that to me personally, when I read about all of this shit, I was like, damn, it would have been nice if they had just kind of addressed some of it. Now it has been addressed. Sean King put out a video where it's been addressed. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all out there for people. And we'll see if he has the same support that he did before. But I think also, too, like, when it comes to... Yes, you're right. To, to, to talk about what you just said, if I'm going to be put to death, hell yeah, you better go through Make every sure. evidence bag, yeah. test, test test everything. Test, I just That's the thing I'm saying. Like, people are telling there me... There is no, like, oh, we can't... We like, can't test no, it because what do you mean? Test murder weapon at least the murder weapon like no they, they they tested the dna his dna was all over the lady that is true the the reality of the situation is that in that in that he claims that they that they had a, a consensual sexual relationship so that means his dna will be on her but i have a problem with not testing the thing if if the dna is on the belt where he strangled her well then you know you got him got him if it's not on there then it's like uh okay why aren't you doing it right so that to me is a huge reflection. Or you have and then, and already way, and it's inconclusive. But so this is what I would encourage people to do that are in this situation. All of this information is, is at your disposal. You don't have to listen to Amanda. You don't have to listen to Sean. You don't have to listen to Dr. Phil. You don't have to listen to any advocates or you don't have to listen to any detractors. The only person you have to listen to yourself to judge whether or not you think there is something going on in the Rodney Reed case that he has a case that he could be innocent is yourself. Just go do all the digging and do the research for yourself. Well, you're you asking a lot out of people. That's like asking people to read the terms and agreements of Amazon Prime when they hit accept. Never read them before in life. Exactly. But that's different though. I'm just trying to get like... <laughs> that's the truth. You know, I, I know, I'm just trying to get... You know what? I should start reading that shit. That's the truth, like, bro. Like the name of the There's podcast a is actually not going to be Head is an Asshole. The name of the podcast is going to be Terms and Conditions. That's like, the name of the podcast. I like terms and conditions. Terms and conditions is going to be the name I of the like podcast. All, everything we're talking about right now is terms and conditions. Terms and conditions. And we should be reading the terms and conditions. If you click accept, I don't want to hear none of that shit because it, <laughs> I just don't. That's the truth, bro. And nobody's nobody's talking about that. Like, if you, if, for instance, we all are, we all know, or not we all, I have definitely heard of ways to circumvent being a part of the Constitution. Have you heard about these things? Things to say when you get pulled over. Things that, like you can't participate. You can live off the grid in America and you have to say this. I've certain, seen some of these people. I'm not sure what it's all about. I don't know what I'm not sure what it's about, but I've seen it done in person. Yeah. I've seen this happen. And once you once you clarify who you are and state your your indigenous, whatever the whatever the whole thing is, I don't know how how it goes. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about right now. When you get pulled over, there's a you can you you don't have to have a driver's license or proof of insurance or any of that. If you state that you are not of this country, some it's some weird random loophole right. in, in, in the Constitution. I've seen people do this on YouTube. I've seen somebody who lives like this. 
I know somebody who lives like this off the grid, just do their own thing. I know you guys, this is a dumb van moment. I know nothing about this though. I've said, I know what he's talking about. But okay. You know what I'm talking about though. Yeah. What I'm saying is there's ways to not participate in life and you can do these things. You life is all about choices toward terms and conditions. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is for, for, for people to be outraged or like, I know, I know hella people was passing his, his petition around Rodney Reed's um, petition around sign this, sign this. And people just signing it. They don't even know what the fuck going on. Right. It's like, you're opting into some shit that you have no information about. Right. And that's what I have a problem with. Like I have it. a problem with social outrage in that way. I have a problem with social activism in that way. People out here saving trees and forests and don't even understand where the fuck the forest is. Don't know what's going on. I have a severe problem with that because the same is on the ladder. The same could be somebody not having all information and shooting an unarmed black man. Word up. You see what I'm saying? I get it. So I have a problem in both ways. That's There's why no excuse I'm... not to have all the information. Exactly. Now you're right. There's no excuse. Now you're right, dog. All right, bro. You know what, man? I'm glad we, we, we've we been talking about doing this for a while. I'm glad we finally got to it, bro. I, I, I wanna... Man, thank you for having me here. I feel like I'm, I done made it. What you talking about, nigga? This, what you mean? You Van Lathan. Man, you didn't been on there with Blueface. Bro, <laughs> how, you, how you feel about Blueface? How you feel about Blueface? I like two. I like three. No, I like five Blueface songs. Okay, before you go, because we we talked a little bit about hip hop, we ain't get into it that much. Because I know you got a lot more offering hip hop. Wanted to really get your opinion on these ladies because we talked about this stuff in Anguilla and it was. Really, <laughs> if we we did talk you, about it in Anguilla. If, if you think if you think if you think the head is funny, off a couple of rum punches is even better. Hey, listen, man, that's him off of rum punches. I don't drink. Right. But but I'm, t- I'm listening. Yeah, me off rum punches. Like, yes. Like, off a couple of rum punches is even better. Yes. Um, Right now, the West Coast. West Coast. Give me your West Coast top five right now. Ooh. Active. We're not talking about. I don't, have a, I don't have a top five. I know that sounds fucked up or, or like PC, but I really don't. I hate it, bro. I literally don't give a fuck. You like. I literally don't give a fuck. I don't have a top five MCs in the game right now. I don't have a top five all-time favorite give me, albums. Give me give me your favorite West Coast MCs right now. Just your five favorite then. Just favorites? Yeah. Roddy? Or you say MCs? Whatever. Artists. This Artists. Nigga, we talk about terms and conditions. This nigga got terms and conditions to answer the fucking question. To break it? No, because I have to break it down. So if you're talking about straight up just artists, my top five favorites, um, Roddy, Roddy Rich, uh-huh. um, RJ. RJ so hard, dog. Uh... On the West. Um, let me look. I have it in my, uh, I'm pretty sure I have it in my recents. See, normally I wouldn't let niggas do this because you can't, when you come on head show, you can't freestyle off the off the fucking iPhone. I shouldn't let you give your, your, your opinions off the Well, because it's what my recently played. Um, Okay, let's, you know what? Let's do this. After this, I want to do something with you after this too. But answer this question first. Damn, it's kind of slim pickings right now. I got, I got RJ. I got, oh, Kalen. Kalen, for real, for real. I don't even know who that is. Kalen is fucking hard. He's fire. Um, All right, nigga, this taking too long. Yeah, those are my favorites right okay. now. Though. So I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what my recent search is entitled. I love doing this. My recent, Stupid young. Well, my, my recent search, my recent search is entitled right now. These are my recent searches. Just tell you what mood I'm in. 
Burner Boy, Ty Dolla Sign, Eric Bellinger, Rod Wave, Kanye West, <laughs> uh, Jay Stone. Jay Stone album is really good. Death Grips and Post Malone. And oh my God, you know what the hardest album I right now is? What? Snub Nose by Grip. No, thank you. Um, no, you don't fuck with Grip? Never heard it. Is he Grip from Atlanta? Why are you uh, hating on Grip? Hey, you know what? Let me. I, I do want to say this. This is a bad segue too. What? So I want to say this real quick. Van Lathan, um, if you're listening to this podcast, you understand that Van Lathan is from Louisiana, where it rains a lot. Uh-huh. Van Lathan is from Louisiana. You've lived in L.A. how long? 13 years. 13 years. Van Lathan has officially become a crip. And the reason why I say oh, this geez, is... No, be- stop, stop, stop. <laughs> hey, hey, stop playing. So Van was like, yo, come through, come through, whatever, whatever. I said, for sure. I said, this is the spot, right? He says, crip. Okay. First of all... <laughs> hey, first of all... Whoa, 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 I was at a light. Wait, Hold on, I was at a light, right? I'm at a oh, light. No. The light green is a motherfucker. I'm just sitting there looking at my phone. I'm right. just, I was like, right. all right, bet. Right, right. You know no, no, no. First of all, don't get me fucked up. I'm not claiming anything like that. That's a joke sometimes <laughs> that I play with my LA guys because my LA guys from different neighborhoods will sometimes like say stuff <laughs> like I like my barber. My barber will say like my barber will say something like nigga. I'll be there. I'm gonna be there early, dog. But you better be home, bro. Cause you be that's on the set. Yeah. And I'll be like, "Are you in the game?" And he'll be like, "No." And I'm like, "So why are you saying that?" <laughs> and it be niggas that it be niggas that I'm hooping with, and they'll be like, and they'll be like, "Foul." I'll be like, "Nah, it's not a foul." I'll be like, "Nigga, that's a foul, nigga. That's on Crip." And I'll be like, "Oh shit, you in the game?" Nah, I'm not in the game, but that's on crypto. And I'll be like, "What?" So, like, I just sometimes just to fuck with my L.A. guys, it's a joke. It's hilarious. Shout out to all my people. I'll say that. Don't get me fucked up. No, 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 no. I'll just say it was funny because I was sitting at the light. Light green is a motherfucker. I'm just sitting there looking at my phone. And then with, um, I noticed that, too. Like, people don't, like, sometimes clarify. Because, like, all my, like, you don't have to necessarily be in a game. Like, all my Long Beach homies say cuss. Right. But they not. They don't have to be in a gang. It's just a, it's just a Long Beach thing. They be like, well, yeah, cuz. And it's just it's it's some LA shit. Okay, what it's up? Just, Shout it's out. Some, it's some LA all shit. My, all my dudes solid. It's ain't, ain't nothing. I'm cool. I'm moving with everybody. Head trying to get me fucked up. We out. <laughs>